Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 That's right, he's back. That's coming right up. Good morning, everybody. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. And on match selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And yes, he is back. My partner and friend. I missed him. I admit it. I missed him. The one and only, the big man himself, Jeff Schwartz. How are you, Jeff? Glad to be back. Uh, yeah, I was uh, on the West Coast. And um, yeah, I... I uh, I was sharing a room with my with my kids and my obviously my wife and a uh, a three a.m. radio show was not in the works for me on the West Coast. But I'm glad to be back. I'm home. I made it back safely last night. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Glad to be here. And happy Father's Day to you, Pop. Yes, and, and you know just a little bit of information because we're always here to inform and to entertain. But Father's Day, by the way, was inaugurated in the U.S. in the early 20th century to complement Mother's Day, of course, in celebrating fathers, fathering, and fatherhood. Father's Day was founded in Spokane, Washington, at the YMCA of all places in 1910 mm-hmm. by Sonora Smart Dodd, who was born in Arkansas. So happy Father's Day to one and all. And what are your plans, Mr. Schwartz, for Father's? Day today? Well, um, I don't know. We got home late. We got home like at 11 o'clock last night. Um, I don't quite know. I, I, got, I got some more radio I'm doing today after this to do some fill in spots. Um, and then uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be 90 degrees today. I imagine we'll, we'll spend a day in the pool and we'll cook a little bit and we'll just have a, we'll watch some golf. I haven't been really able to watch much golf because of my schedule the last couple of days of travel and, and being in Los Angeles. And so we'll, I was all over the place in California. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, probably, probably some of that, the usual on Sunday. I, I feel like Father's Day is, um, you know, you, you, you kind of just, just kind of a regular day. I don't know, I don't you know, know what to me, to be Father's Day, I, I just like to be left alone. That would be the perfect Father's Day. And it's going to be close to I, 90 here. Yeah. We'll sit by the pool, grill out a little bit. I think, uh, you know, one of my boys will be coming over with his wife, so we'll have that. And uh, my other you, How many here. grandkids do you have? Do you have grandkids? I have no grandkids as of yet. Okay. I've got two sons. Two sons. It sounds like you want the grandkids, though. It sounds like it's something that we uh, need You to know what? I, I, I thought about that, but some of my buds have them. But then again, it really, and maybe I'm crazy for saying this, in my mind, I would say, wow, I'm really old. I'm a grandpa, you know? So uh, I could wait a little bit on that. It, it seems like being a grandparent, though, is 
it's pretty fun. Like you just you, you get to give the kids back at the end of the night. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Now I, I do have a major question before yes. we get into the meat and potatoes here. What about you on roller coasters? I'm seeing this on Twitter. Oh man, I am a fan of roller coasters. I just don't fit in them very often. So we went, we were in Southern California. We were in, in San Diego area, Carlsbad. And we, uh, we went to Disneyland as we often do. We, when we come out to the West coast, my kids obviously love, love Disneyland. And, um, so we, uh, we rode the, every ride that we could there. And, one of them obviously is is Matterhorn. It's the one roller coaster I fit on, uh, barely as we as you can see from the video. And I just love them, man. They're fun. Like they're fun. I don't I don't fit on Space Mountain, unfortunately, which is like the you know the best one they have there. Um, I fit on Thunder Mountain. Next year we're gonna do California Adventure. I haven't done that yet with with the kids, but my son, my son Andy. He's like a roller coaster fiend. He is so excited to ride roller coasters. Really? He loves them. He loves Ohio. them. Um, my daughter, not so much. But <laughs> so it was fun. You know, Disneyland, the kids, man, they, they love even the boring rides. <laughs> like, 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 I'm, like, I'm like, do we have to do Jungle Cruise, really, kids? Um, so they love they loved it all. It was, it was a good time there. Uh, we got in and out quickly as we normally do there. Uh, get in about 8 and leave about 5. Um, it was good. It was a fun day. A, a it, question that I've yeah. never asked an athlete before, but do you have any fears? I mean, when I watched that video about you and the roller coaster, I'm saying to myself, my stomach was, was going in and out, just looking at the photo, really. Yeah. And I said, do you have any fears as an athlete? I mean, uh, on the field, Prior no. to the game, during no, I mean no, no. no. Just- but here's here's why you can't you can't put any fears um, during a game is because you're going to get hurt. Like that that's what happens, right? If you play any slower or not as fast or not as quick thinking, um, or your instincts are, are kind of uh, dulled a little bit because you're you're fearful. Most often, fear I think comes from fear of being hurt, maybe fear of, uh, of the unknown as a young player, maybe you get a little nervous in the moment. If you play a little bit slower in any aspect of any sport, but primarily obviously the sport I played in football, you're going to get hurt, man. You're going to get hurt. And that's why you can't play with fear, man. Uh, now, I, in life, like I am sort of afraid of like the ocean, I think. <laughs> like, I, I have no problem going in the ocean when like I am, uh, you know, near near the shoreline. But the ocean, man, is the ocean's unforgiving, man. It don't care about you. Well, I'm I, afraid of sharks. Well, I mean, it's a, I'm not really afraid of sharks. I guess I don't really go anywhere that has many sharks. Uh, yeah, so but, but like that, that, that differentiates you, your mindset and mind because you're an athlete. There's no doubt about you play in the NFL. Like, I, I played ball, but I never was a major athlete. You know, I played intramural ball, whatever it may yeah. be. But, but I would hope, like if it was the bottom of the ninth inning, that I w- and we're losing, I would not have to get up because I don't want to make the last out. Oh, Those see, are I, the fears I had. Or don't hit the ball to me if I'm playing in the outfield, no, please. I, I actually... So it's interesting. I I played better as a player in games and practice and like things like I always felt I played better on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. I liked it, man. I all the all the stuff you do all week um, to play. Like all that other stuff stinks. <laughs> no one wants to <laughs> practice. You want to play in those night games too, and when the lights are on and, and they're and everything's shining. Um, I always thought I put my best my best games in those. Plus, you play better opponents too, so you kind of you're up a little bit more for those games. Um, no, I, I wanted that to happen. Now, I mean, when I was in even yeah even high school, I guess I never really had many 
games like that in, in football or baseball or basketball I can recall that were like intense. Even games where I made like the best play of the game in baseball or basketball to win us a game. But um, I liked it. I pitched when I was in high school. I pitched in high school, played first base in baseball. Um, we won the championship uh, in LA City. They, they kind of split in a couple of divisions. We won our division. Um, I threw I threw three of the four games and gave up one run in the playoffs, man. Oh. I, I, I like it. I, I like that. That, uh, that, that atmosphere—it's fun, and that's the, 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 the give, give me the ball attitude. I love that, you know. And, and here's to switch gears a little bit here. This is kind of a pathetic story, and it happened yesterday. And and I know the man. I mean, Bob Huggins arrested in Pittsburgh yeah. Friday night. Police observed his black SUV blocking traffic. The vehicle had a flat, shredded tire, tire on the, and the driver's side door was open. And they gave him the sobriety test. He failed the test. And yesterday, he resigned as basketball coach at West Virginia yes. University. Yeah, and the question I have for you, you played the game. Yeah. What, what would you feel if your coach, and I never had this happen because I didn't play, but your coach had a DUI and he faced you in the yeah. locker room. And, I mean, and he, here's the guy preaching to you, don't take drugs, don't go out late, don't be doing this, and yeah. he had a DUI. Well, I'm not, the, the preaching part of it, like, I, it's different, I guess, in college than the NFL. So uh, if you're asking me, like, how I would feel in college versus how I feel as a pro, I mean, obviously, we don't have coaches that tell us in the NFL, like, you can't do things, right? I mean, they, right. they, they, they have drinks, too. Now, obviously, some coaches are, you know, uh, don't drink, right? I mean, they're just, it's either their religion, their lifestyle, they don't drink, but they don't tell us not to drink, right? They tell us to be safe, right? If right. we're going to drink, be safe. And that, I think, the, is the part that really uh, would upset a player right now. If you if you played for Huggins or you know Huggins is like is a you preach to us you know safety and respect for our community respect for you know for others um, and you know representing our school in the right way and then you go ahead and get yourself a DUI right and Andy there's Uber now like there's no excuse right. first of all there was never an excuse to get drunk and drive right but even now it's not like you can't find a way home. I, 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 it's just it's arrogance right it's arrogance it's it's i think i can get away with it i'm better than the the laws right i'm yeah, better it's, than it's the, the community. it's the uh, do you know who i am attitude well, which do it seemed like he didn't right? even do here because he had a 0.2 blood alcohol oh. level um and his resignation was I, i'm kind of disappointed that he wasn't fired but nonetheless um his resignation obviously was going to happen. It was not not like a coach West Virginia, especially with what happened a couple months ago, right? His salary was reduced. He had to seek Man. counseling for some inappropriate comments on a radio show, um, and then and and then and then you get the DUI. Like it's just, I, luckily no one was hurt, right. um, and the cops got there in time. But I think you just. You look at him and you say, you know, you're a hypocrite, right? You tell us not to, or if we drink, if we're of age, if you obviously were in college and, you know, get an Uber, right? Be safe, find transportation. And he didn't do it. Again, it wasn't like he was just over the limit, you know, maybe had one extra drink. They said it was point two two one zero. Well, the, the right? cop stopped him in Pittsburgh and asked him where he was. He told the cop he was in Columbus. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, look, he's, he's got some problems. There's no doubt in my mind he needs help. I mean, I remember back in '04 in Cincinnati, he was coaching University of Cincinnati. He pulled over for a DUI, and you know he always had that that arrogance about him. Yeah, and I like him, I, I really do. But I just think that he needs some help right now. And he did a lot for Cincinnati. He did a lot for college basketball. But you know, to go out like this, it's uh, that's how he'll be remembered. And it's kind of sad. He's a Hall of Fame coach. It really is. But how many chances do you get? DUI in Cincinnati, left, went to Kansas State, goes back to his alma mater, West Virginia, had that trouble as you mentioned on the radio several. 
weeks ago with, with the homophobic remarks, and now with, with the six weeks later, he comes back here with with the DUI. He got some problems, man. He really what, does. What, what 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 I don't get from the West Virginia side too is. And maybe there's a little bit of a lawyering involved, in it, so that's why maybe it takes longer than we think. But how was he not fired from their end first? Like you, you had someone who you had to reduce his salary, send him to, to I believe to to to, um, to therapy, right, or to counseling. Let's just yeah. counseling is probably a better word there to counseling, right? To to kind of um, you know to to kind clean of clean him up, keep him on your staff, right? After the homophobic comments, as you mentioned, they were they were on the radio. Um, and then, so you give him the, this chance, right? Okay, coach, we believe in you still. You made some mistakes. You're an older coach. You said things that maybe you thought and you believe, but we, 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 you know, we're gonna we're gonna change that for you, right? Like, you know, okay, you reduce his salary, give him a second chance. He gets a DUI, and you just don't you don't fire him immediately. You make him resign. Um, I, I found that interesting as well. The West Virginia. Well, uh, reading, was still reading not the moved. report, yeah, he resigned, but I think they forced him to resign, and he did resign with cause. So that's kind well, of like I being think, fired, so. I think right? this is also that's why the, I mentioned when I first the lawyers get involved, right? Because there's obviously yeah. stuff with cause without cause. If you, it's with cause, don't get paid. Without cause, right. you get paid, right? right. Um, and maybe this had to be done this way to make sure that because what's was like, we we ain't paying you, buddy. <laughs> so you know, I heard that conversation yeah. on Cincinnati radio, and to me, it sounded like he had some some alcohol in his system at that point in time as well, just to ramble on like he did. Uh, he uh, he needs some some help. He really does. But again, uh, surprised he wasn't fired after that. But again, he he's he's a favorite son in West Virginia. It's a different animal down there. He played there. They love him, and he was won there, and you know he raises a lot of money, so he he could probably run for governor in the state of West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, but That's obviously sad. not anymore, man. Like you just, it's it was always irresponsible to do this, but to do it now with the ability to find multiple ways to get home, right? And he he did this in Pittsburgh, you said. Yeah. So I mean, you tell me he doesn't know anyone in Pittsburgh to to call to and like, hey, hey, come get me. I need a ride. Call call a company to get me a ride. Even if you don't want to use Uber, like call, um, you know, a, a a black car company. Like, there's many ways to do this, and he chose to do the worst thing possible in the situation. But, but don't you think, Jeff? And and you know this. Some people have like a death wish. They they really do. It's uh, yeah. I, I, no. I, he might have. I don't know. I don't know him at all. You know him better. Than I do. He may, I, don't, I don't know if he's a death wish, but I certainly think that he has a. Uh, I can get away with it anytime I want. <laughs> attitude, right? Uh, right? Because of his status right. as, as a coach. Um, and you mentioned the you know Hall of Fame coach and what he's done in the game, but now he'll be re- remembered for really the last year, right? The comments on the radio and and the DUI. Mm. So uh, I imagine his time coaching is, is finished. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere if it is. All right. But but we are. We've got a big day today. We certainly do. And Twitter is up and running. And if you want to, at Jeff Schwartz, G-E-O-F-F Schwartz, or at Andy Furman, FSR. Phone lines are available right now for you on Father's Day, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The lineup, Eat My Schwartz is back in this hour. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. And, of course, the blame game in hour number three now. Did the punishment fit the crime? That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. He was lucky again. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Speaking of minutes, about 22 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. And we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And perhaps the story of all stories this week as the NBA closed the curtain on their championship season. And uh, they suspended, they did, the Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant for 25 games to start the 23-24 season because of conduct detrimental to the league. This was announced on Friday. And how surprised were you, Mr. Schwartz, that it was 25? I thought it would be 50. I really did. Yeah, I actually thought it would be more, too. Um, So I guess it's not surprising. Now, when you look at the history of suspensions, this is a very heavy suspension for something that did not happen in an NBA facility. Right, we've seen suspensions for for a year or more for Miles of the Palace. Right, we saw Gilbert Arenas get suspended for fifty games, but those are things that happened in the facility. Right, this is something that did not happen in the facility, and 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 that's why the suspension is you know being challenged by the NBA Player Association. Now, of course, that's their job, right, to challenge these type of things. So they're always going to do that, guys. It doesn't matter if they if they. They might think like, yeah, man, 25 games, yeah, it's about right for John Morant. They might think all those things, uh, and it, but it's their job to challenge it, right? It's their job to challenge them, and so they will always do that no matter what the sport is. Uh, to me, this is a suspension be, uh, because, or the length of it is because, the NBA feels like John Morant embarrassed them. 
right? Yeah. Um, and we've seen this in, in the NFL, there's other leagues. Um, if you if you embarrass the shield, right? If you embarrass the league, they will come down on you uh, with a punishment that is more severe than any other time, right? And you have a situation where you know the NBA suspended John Morant the eight games, right, for the first time uh, that he flashed a gun on social media. And, he didn't learn from that, and right, they, he went to supposedly went to counseling, therapy. Um, he did a sit down with Jalen Rose, right? If I recall correctly, mm-hmm. he did a bunch of things to um, to kind of show, okay, I'm different now. I've changed. Uh, I'm a new person. This is not going to happen again. And the NBA rolled him right back out there. He finished the season, and they obviously thought, okay, done, right? Like we we've done our job. Um, and we've got him rehabilitated and then obviously did not happen. And I've seen people turn this into a conversation about, about guns. There's nothing to do with, 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 with weapons, guys. You can own a weapon. I mean, it doesn't say you can't, right? I'm sure plenty of guys have guns. The problem yeah, but is there's a time and a place for a weapon. Correct. The problem is his need to flash it on social media. And you have a player who is essentially the CEO of, of a franchise, right? He's the star player of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And you cannot have your star player out there with brandishing a weapon on social media, just in the car, hanging out with his, with his boys. <laughs> you can't have the CEO of your company doing that. And they obviously, they tried to get to, get in the first time. Now I get to 25 game suspension and find $7 million. With that, not fine, but that's you know he's not getting paid for those games. He can't even do team activities. I don't think. Like sometimes right. when you're suspended, you can still be in the building, go to meetings, go to practice. I don't think he's doing any of that. So no preseason games, nothing. Really. They're using this as a real big wake up call for him, and hopefully it works. You know, the funny thing is, we've just talked about Bob Huggins doing something real stupid, and now we're coming back to back with John Morant doing something real stupid. And, and look. And you mentioned it. In this day and age, Bob Huggins could have had a driver, could have, could have hired a limo, could have hired his own bus, okay? And this guy, John Morant, was going to make $33 million this year. He's going to lose like over 300000 a game or about $7.5 million. Now, here's the deal. Yesterday afternoon on Twitter, uh, they came out, well, John Morant did, with a picture of a, quote, toy gun. And he lit it up, and it was like a lighter, lit up a blunt or a, whatever the hell it was. And it was a lighter, so now I guess people are saying, well, you know, it, it wasn't a real gun, it was a toy gun. That's not the point. The point is it's the action, not the fact that it's a real or fake gun. You cannot do that and, and get away with it because there are people who thought it was a gun. It doesn't make a difference if it's a toy gun or right. not. Okay, so I, I've been seeing this uh, – I've been seeing this um – this kind of argument about about a toy gun, um, I, I so we're, we're to believe, and I, I see the video right now that, that it's a lighter. First of all, he, that's to me that that's something that I I don't know why you'd own as an athlete a gun lighter and carry it in your waistband with you, right. like when you're driving around the city, right? Because that feels like um, that feels like again you're you, you pull that thing out like that. In the wrong place, man. Like, it ain't re- like, I, I, it, it just seems like you look at the trouble it, with that. Even if it was fake, like, why would you? Why would you be? It seems like an odd thing to just carry in your waistband um, a giant gun lighter. Like, it's not like a small thing. 
Uh, he's uh, that's it. Just seems very odd to even have that in your car with you, driving around, pulling it out for for social media. Um, and that's part of it too, right? Like you, even if it is uh, was a fake gun, wh- why the need to, to on social media to 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 highlight it again that you have it? Like you you're not you're not on social media to try to show people you have a fake gun. You're on there so people think it's a real gun, right? Like, you're not... Right. You, you, didn't, you, <laughs> you, you, you could have... You could have pulled the fake trigger there and showed everyone it was a lighter, right? Like, that's something you could have done, but you didn't. You acted like it was a real gun. So, I get why the NBA suspended them because it looks like it was real. Um, and you know, I know they mentioned the role model thing. I, I you know, People talk about that. I, I don't... I don't... I don't know, like... Um, I don't. I don't really. I, I. I don't know if that's the reason why. Like, I, the, the, no, he embarrassed the, the league. Issue. You hit it right on the head. The I mean, he embarrassed the league. That's he embarrassed the league because you know, to me, you got to be a real fool to be to to look at him and be your role model. I mean, obviously, as a player, maybe you want to emulate the way he plays, but to be a role model. I mean, if if I'm a kid growing up, do I want to say I want to be like John Morant growing up? I'd like to have a skill set in basketball, but I don't want to be a role. I want to go to strip clubs with a gun. That's not a role model for me. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, I, I've kind of you know Charles Barkley has always said like he's not uh, a, a role model basically, right? And right. I think for a lot of players, they don't look at themselves as role models. And, and I understand that the spotlight you're in, um, you know, you you sort of have to be a role model. And, and for me, like I, I didn't realize I was a role model until I got a little older in my career and started doing more things like in the Jewish community, right? And kind of understanding that yeah, you, you're being watched by by people all the time. And so you're, you're the way you carry yourself in public. You have to understand that's the way you're being watched. Right. And, but I understand if guys don't want to be role, like does John Rant want to be a role model? I don't know. Charles Barkley has always said he didn't want to be a role model. He didn't care. So I, I think that's a little, when you say, Oh, we suspended him because you know, kids can watch and they certainly can watch him on those Instagram videos and, and emulate and, and act like John Rant. Totally. It's, it's something kind of, but I don't know if you should suspend players for that reason. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, suspend him for embarrassing you. I get it, but like the idea of like suspending him and maybe maybe suspend for his own safety and, and kind of getting the help he needs and whatnot. Figure out why he feels the need to brandish even a toy gun on a video, uh, an Instagram video. But the idea of like, oh, he's a role model, and it was, eh, I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe I don't that believe should be a reason why you suspend someone. And the funny thing is, now he's got 30 days to challenge the suspension. He could file a grievance with the legal office. I, I, I'd be, I doubt very much he's going to file a grievance. I mean, what do you think on that? I, I, he'd be well, he might file a that. grievance, but doesn't mean it ain't gonna, it's not going to change the thing. Right. I, I just, I, I hear these stories. I scratch my head. These guys have the world by you know what, Huggins and Morant. I mean, why? I mean, is it the people you hang with as the friends, or you just go so crazy thinking that you live in a in a world where you're an untouchable and no one could could do anything to you? Is that it? I, I, and you've seen guys, I'm sure, that yeah. you've played with are the same way, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, not, I don't think I played anyone that. Got this this extreme, right? I never probably got suspended um, for something on social media. <laughs> so um, it uh, it yeah, uh, it's a unique story to the NBA right now. And um, the suspension I thought was going to be more. So I'm actually surprised with 25 games. You know, I'll go one step further. I mean, the world's gone nuts because when I watched the uh, the NBA and Denver winning it, and they had the uh, the parade. 
Was it the, uh, the joke his wife got hit with a beer can at the parade? I mean, why? Why are these things happening? I, I just go crazy shaking my head like, you know, the more I see this stuff, the more I just want to stay in my house. I, I really do. I, I think that people or me, athletes, and I guess Joker's wife is not considered in this, but maybe he could have done this afterwards or one of his family members. You get like one, one free assault a year. On a fan, like so, like if a fan, if a yeah, fan, yeah. or or here's what you do: you, you you call them out. You say, "Okay, sir, you're heckling me. You're saying rude things to my face. How about we go in the middle of the court and we and we slug it out for a second? You one yeah. of those a year. You one of those a year. If that happened, people would stop throwing beer cans at wives of of players on the bus, right? Like. If that was able to happen, and, and Joker well, were to stop Well, my buddy Lincoln parade, Kennedy did it, who worked for Fox Radio. If, he got hit with a snowball stop, in Denver, yeah. and he ran into the stands and beat the living daylights yeah. out of the guy. If you were to stop the parade and call that fan out to the middle of the, the street, and you were to have a boxing match one-on-one, it would stop all this. Now, I am for good old heckling, man. You want to heckle me? I'm on the road. Be my guest. But when you start getting personal, start throwing stuff at me... That's when I feel like we should be allowed once a year to call that fan out and just th- throw down a little bit. Throw down. It would stop. It would stop all of it. It would stop the, the 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 touching of players at NBA games, the the throwing and stuff at, at players at, at, at NFL games. Some of the rude comments that get made about family members and whatnot. Stop all of it. I love it. Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, this could be the best rivalry in sports. That's coming up next on Fox Sports Sunday Live from the Tyrac.com studios. But first, our guy, Kevin Wyatt, with all your sports. Open golf, the final round will take place Sunday morning. And Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark, they're at the top of the leaderboard right now at 10 under par. Roy McElroy, one stroke behind the lead at 9 under. Scotty Scheffler is three back at 7 under par. West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins resigning after he was arrested for a DUI on Friday night. It's the second time he has been arrested for such an offense after uh, he was popped for a DUI back in 2004 when he was the head coach for Cincinnati. And Major League Baseball action on Saturday. Giants with a dismantling of the Dodgers, 15-0. Padres hold off the Rays, 2-0. Blake Snell dominating his former team, 12 strikeouts in six innings. And we have a few teams that are on a roll. The Braves, uh, winners of five straight. They beat the Rockies, 10-2. The Cubs have won five in a row with a 3-2 win over the Orioles. The the Phillies on a five-game winning streak as well. They beat the Athletics, 3-2 in 11 innings. The Kansas City Royals were on a 10-game losing streak, but that came to an end as they beat the Angels 10-9. That's in spite of the fact that Shohei Otani hit yet another home run, and he now leads the American League with 23 so far this season. The Reds have won seven games in a row. They beat the Astros 10-3. The Brewers over the Pirates 5-0. Twins shut out the Tigers 2-0. White Sox outlast the Mariners in 11 innings 4-3. In the College World Series, top-seeded Wake Forest, a come-from-behind win against Stanford. They get two runs in the eighth inning to beat the Cardinal 3-2, and LSU takes down Tennessee 6-3. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kev. Okay, here we go. Uh, This comeback was the best. That's right around the corner. He's 
Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. We've got to eat my Schwartz in a couple of minutes from now, but uh, we talk about rivalries in sports, and this is right up your alley because you play for the Kansas City Chiefs. i got to believe the Chiefs-Bengals rivalry is right up there right now, one of the best in the business, and now they have uh, Bengals wide receiver uh, J- Jamar Chase. He heard uh, his quarterback Joe Burrow saying that Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback in the league. You know, Chase comes back and says, Patrick, who? And Mahomes came right back the other day and said, hey, let the ring do the talking. I thought it's great. You know, it's healthy, healthy rivalry. One thing that we love in sports is animosity between players and teams, right? It, it, <laughs> it fuels college sports, right? I, I know you're a college sports fan. I'm a college sports fan. The hatred I have for Washington as an Oregon fan fuels my fandom, right? I was in Los Angeles and um, at at Fox Sports, one of my bosses, and uh, one of the places I work at, and one of my bosses is a Washington Husky fan. He was not in his office. I went on his whiteboard and drew a giant go ducks on there, and like just like I just I had to do it. I couldn't. His his whiteboard in his office was just like was purple too. Was, I was like I I got he can't I can't let this stand right. Like we 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 love. He got word of it later in the day too. We love we love animosity in sports right it's what fuels our fandom there's a there's a a quote my buddy has he played at uh, at auburn i think he said that the quote is like in the sec we love to hate more than we love to love right like as a sports fan like i think my hatred for the huskies and for like the dodgers in baseball i'm a giants fan is like more than my love for either of the teams right like we love to hate a rival Okay, we love that, right? The passion of that is what makes sports a lot of fun. Okay, but the problem is that with this realignment with various conferences, I think that's it's, taken away a lot of rivalries. It will, it will take it away. I'm still going to hit USC though, so that's not going to change <laughs> it, it, with, with the move to the Big Ten. But nonetheless, in pro sports, we don't get that as much, right? Because players move so much. You know, there's a professional aspect to the sport. You know, there's not that kind of deep seated anger at times and, and between fan bases. Um, now, fans might bicker on Twitter, but, you know, it doesn't feel quite the same in in NFL or in NBA that it does. Um, also, too, because the players don't feel like they hate each other as much as in college football, right? Like in college right. football, college basketball, you can feel like the players don't like each other, right? Where in the NBA and NFL and baseball, you don't, you don't kind of feel that way. And so it's great when you – there really is – a rivalry in the NFL, and even more outside the division, right? Like we know the the NFC, excuse me, the AFC North, right? Like the Ravens, the Steelers hate each other, right? Like, like, like we can feel that when they play, okay? But not often do we get that outside of division. And right now, the Bengals and Chiefs do not like each other, and they voice that all the time. As you mentioned, um, Jamar Chase said basically, "Who?" When when someone said Pat Mahomes, <laughs> so Mahomes is very petty. I love it. And he, they, she said the ring ceremony, I believe Thursday or Friday, and he had a picture with his two rings that said, that's who. Great, great. Rivalries are awesome for sports. And because the Chiefs and Bengals have young quarterbacks, relatively young, even though Mahomes kind of now is an older quarterback with the way the quarterbacks have been turned over in the NFL, this rivalry is going to last for 10, 12 years. And I know people push back and say, well, the Bengals aren't going to spend money, blah, 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 blah. Who knows? I don't know. I know Joe Burrow is really good, and no matter how long he is quarterback of the Bengals, they will be a competent team. No doubt. And they play again December 31st this year. In Kansas City. 
No, in Cincinnati. Oh, that's in Cincinnati? Yeah, in Cincinnati. Oh, week 17. That's even better. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's in Cincinnati, I believe. Um, and so I uh, I could be wrong on that. I'll check right now. Um, I, and so I, I just, I am, it's great for sport, man. It's so good for sports. And they're going to play every year. They're going to hit each other every year. This game is, sorry, it's in Kansas City. You are correct. Week 17. I, it's, and they it's may great. play a couple of weeks after that in playoffs. They could. And this is, dude, it's so good for sports. And they, they, I think the players genuinely don't like each other on the teams. Like, they are not, they're just not friendly. And it's fantastic. I it's love great. it. It's great for the sport. You know, it's funny. When, when this story came out and talked about rivalries, I was scratching my head and said, well, you know what? I can't think of maybe two or three rivalries in all of professional sports, really, think about it. I mean, they, they try to push that Yankee-Red Sox rivalry down your throat on ESPN. It's just not working. It, it's just – it's killed. They, they, that's gone. That's, that's over. Maybe in college football, Ohio State, Michigan. Other than that, I can't think of many rivalries. I really can't. USC, UCLA. What, in college sports? In college pro. Even pro, it's very difficult. I find oh, I mean, difficult. Co- no, college sports, I think – Certainly has um, certainly has plenty of of um, of rivalries like all over the place. I mean, every city. I think it's it's pro sports where you you're really missing that. Right, and I think it helps sell sports. I mean, in the pros, what what? Let, let's go in the NBA. Are, are there rivalries in the NBA? You can't say the Clippers and Lakers are rivals. I mean, right right now, right now. Um, I don't even know, like who would who would be an NBA rivalry at the moment. I mean, is it? Uh, I mean, who's Denver's rival in the NBA? The, cha- the champions. I, don't know. I mean, I just. I mean, I, I mean, technically, I guess. I mean, Boston Phoenix? and LA fans don't like each other. I mean, sure, but I don't. Know how, I mean, is that like a deep seated anger with the players? I mean, we we've seen all the. All the uh, you know the the Larry Bird Matt Johnson like they like Larry Bird legit, uh, Magic didn't, didn't hate anyone but like there was legit hatred between the teams we, we've seen that right. we, the players have talked about it is there any of that now between anyone in the NBA so. I don't think no. so well, the NFL they got the, you mentioned Kansas City Cincinnati but when you played was there a rival I, I don't think so. I mean look when I was in New York you definitely felt like there was um, a lot of animosity between any time the NFC East played each other right like there was a, there was just. There was always that. You always felt that. Yeah, when the um, Redskins, when they were the Redskins playing the Giants, that was a big one. I thought. Right? Yeah, it, it was, and then everyone just, I think, just you just didn't like the Cowboys. So right. I mean, <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Like you just didn't like the Cowboys. Um, so, but there was definitely like that, that feeling of that when you played. Yeah, I think the, the NFL East. tries to create when, when on Thanksgiving Day with Green Bay and Detroit. Maybe I, I don't know. But I, so like, not much of a rivalry. I, I played for the Panthers for four. I played for the Panthers for four years, right? There was there was not anyone who we played that you like. I mean, we I think the Saints sort of felt that way because the Saints were good at that time. And a lot of it comes down to obviously like, are you good or not? Right? Like, if you're good, right. then teams gun for you more. They they try to beat you a little bit more, and the rivalries sort of happen because of that. Um, I think it's hard to say that that's the case. Um, for a lot of teams right now in, in rivalries. And that, that makes it even more difficult in, 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 in pro sports to make it happen. I will say this. I, I think that the NFL is lucky in the sense that they don't really need rivalries to sell because of the only they only play 17 games. And every game is such a big game anyway. So I, I think they could get away with it. Well, it certainly, it certainly does feel that way, right? We're like, yeah. it, it, and that's why, I mean, I, I think rivalries, again, they're really good for sports. 
they make it a lot more fun to watch. Um, they, 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 they make as a, as a fan, you have interest in, in, in watching a game that you might not actually, you might not actually want to watch just because of the hatred between the teams. Like there's, and that doesn't happen in other sports. I hear what you're saying, but I think this is a good one now with Kansas City and Cincinnati. There's no doubt about that. Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, it's time to hear from the prophet. Eat my Schwartz is next. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Eat my Schwartz coming up at about 11 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He is Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. I got a whole bunch of stuff for you, Jeff Schwartz, and we may have to roll it over to the top of the hour. So are you ready? Are you yes, ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Let's get some music here. Eat my Schwartz coming up right now. All right. First of all, I want to hear about your visit to SeaWorld. I'm interested. No, I didn't, so I didn't go to SeaWorld. I, I, my kids went to SeaWorld. However, they made sure to uh, find material to continually mock me once they got back by um, letting me know that um, they saw me at SeaWorld. Um, <laughs> they, and uh, the way they saw me was they saw you know Shamu or whales uh, like Shamu. Um, my mom said that the kids asked for her to take a picture of one of the whales and then put my head on it uh, because um, <laughs> of how large I am. That You're was not fun. that big. Um, Come on. Uh, Alex, my my son, said to me, uh, he said, G, he called me Geoff too, which had insult to injury. He's like, <laughs> I saw a Geoff turtle. And I was like, what is that? A Geoff turtle goes, yeah, it's a turtle, but fat. I was like, kids, they, they, they roast me all no the respect. time, man. Um, I did not do SeaWorld. I did Disneyland. Um, okay. My parents took them to SeaWorld. But no, they, yeah. they, uh, they uh, yeah, the, the kids enjoyed their time at SeaWorld. Good Making fun of okay. daddy the entire time. A little serious stuff here right now. Homer Jones, the former New York Giants wide receiver. This is way before your time, I'm sure. He passed away this week, number 45. He was the inventor of the spike and my favorite. When we played two-hand touch on 80th Street in Brooklyn as a kid, and if I were to be lucky enough to score a touchdown crossing the sewer plate, I would spike the football because Homer Jones is my favorite. All right? Who was your favorite athlete growing up? 
Um, well, so when I was, you know, as a Niners fan, uh, you know, it was probably Steve Young, uh, Jerry Rice. Um, but like my, and this is not even like, and then, you know, I was a Shaq, Kobe fan when I was Lakers. But I think my, my favorite athlete as a kid was, was Barry Bonds with the Giants. Really? Yeah. Well, they had a big game yesterday over your Dodgers. And I know, well, I'm not, I'm not a Dodger fan. I know. Um, I know. It was it was it was probably Bonds. I know whatever the steroid thing. We could discuss it another time. But I mean, it was it was Bonds. He got the Giants in '93. Uh, he made him relevant, like you know. And I guess in '80, I mean, look, they were in '89. They were in the World Series. Obviously, I was you know I was a mere three years old, so it wasn't like I was deep into that. But you know, Bonds kept him in San Francisco, right, with the acquisition of Barry Bonds. It was talk about them moving to Tampa Bay, um, and obviously, you know, the O2 World Series, which was uh, I remember being like miserable for a week after I lost that to the Angels, but, you know, just his ability to, to be the best player of all time. It was fun to watch. There you go. I, I got a couple of more. I'm going to start off on this one. We may have to roll over with this question. Now, Brittany Griner of the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, she spent time in a Russian prison, about 10 months. She's now being touted as an American hero. Do you agree? I it's pretty hard to spend ten months in a in a in a in a Russian prison. Where is where is she being? I read this in several publications calling her an American here. We'll, we'll we'll pick this up. We'll pick this up in hour number two. But right now, Jeff Schwartz, Andy Firma, watch out for these teams. We'll tell you why next. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. They're making a move that's coming right up. Welcome, everybody, to Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And happy Father's Day to all the pops. Yes, he's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there and unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And uh, last hour, we kind of wrapped it up with Eat My Schwartz. But there's a couple other topics that really and truly have some 
some meat on the bone. And I want to finish him up here with Let's you, Mr. It. Schwartz. Brittany Griner of the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury spent time, I think it was nine, ten months in a Russian prison, now being touted as an American hero. And you say, where was that? She was named the Arizonan of the Year by the Arizona Republic. And she dominated the headlines, obviously, uh. following that drug conviction. But here's the deal. Uh... She was given the same award that was given to former Arizona Cardinal player Pat Tillman back in 2004 after he put his NFL dreams on hold to join the Army, and he was tragically killed in the line of duty. Yeah, those are obviously not the same type of hero, right? I think we can acknowledge that. There's many different ways to define hero. Um, You know, spending, you said 10 months in in a Russian prison um, for obviously. A, a, a crime that wouldn't, you know, get you, would, would even get you arrested here. Um, in certain states, obviously, it wouldn't. So I, they're not the same type of hero. I'll put it like that. I think it's you know, spending the amount of time she did in uh, in, in prison in in Russia is uh, difficult and and obviously very was very tough for her. I, I don't think we disagree with that. But right. they're not Pat Tillman. What he did for our country and what Brittany Griner did are not the same thing. There's no doubt about that. I mean, and look, people are going to say, why are you bringing this up now? There was a story, I believe, by a guy by the name of Bobby Burak. I read this in Outkick the other day. I think it was dated June 12th and said that uh, she wasn't in danger and she's not an American hero uh, despite this narrative. So uh, that's why I bring it up right now. And I never thought of it because, you know, to me, what she did, uh, again, there's a lot of of stretching when you use the term hero. Yeah, Pat Tillman was a hero. Uh, Brittany Griner, what she did here, uh, she never should have brought that oil or drug, whatever, into a foreign country. And uh, she, she paid the price for it. She went to jail. But to be a hero, I'm not so certain but she was I think it welcome just depends back obviously on on you know, your definition of you know of, of hero and you, you know you can be a hero for many different things so it just depends obviously on your personal you know kind of definition for that right uh, i'm with you on that so so we we, we could kind of like look a, a hero as a gray matter. I mean, I, I don't look at her as a hero, but uh, I kind of welcomed her back here. I'm glad she's safe. She's okay. And she's playing once again, doing what she loves, playing basketball for the Phoenix Mercury. All right. Last but not least on this list that I had for you, for my Schwartz, your thoughts on the PGA merger with Live Golf. Ooh. Um, so I, I'm like, I, I really like personally didn't really care about kind of live or or or, or PGA Tour. Um, kind of this whole dispute, like it didn't, it didn't really do anything for me. I didn't really care um, about it. I thought it was fun. Again, we talk about rivalries, right? Like fun for the sport. I feel the kind of the most I feel is for the players who turned down the live money. Believing they were kind of you know for greater good, right? For greater cause, you know, we're going to sit together as a PGA Tour, and we're turning down the live money in solidarity with the PGA Tour, only to have them merge, you know, about a year later, and you lost out on possibly six or you know, uh, excuse me, six figures, um, seven, eight, or nine figure deals right. from the Saudi investment fund. And I think it's it's pretty. Um, Kind of, I don't know if hypocritical is the right word for people to just outright say, "Well, I would never, I would never join Live." Oh, give me hundred million dollars. You tell me you get turned down hundred million dollars to to play less golf and still get to do the majors? Uh, I don't know. And I think the the biggest issue I have with this whole thing is how the PGA Tour spoke about being high and mighty and above taking money from. 
the royal family and this royal investment fund and then just did it anyways, right? So that, that to me is the biggest problem. I, I, again, I, who cares what golf tournament you're playing? I don't watch golf anyways outside the majors, so I, I don't care if you're not playing the RBC Heritage instead of you know you're playing three you know three rounds of yeah but of some of those guys were duped like guys like Rory McIlroy who basically right, that, was, right. that, that, that's where I feel the most of for right. those players that again um, what you know the, the the PGA Tour tried out there you know to to show that they're again kind of better than live yeah and, and live the loyalty golf. factor that a lot yes. of those guys showed like McIlroy yeah and it it seemed like too like that live was going to die soon like they had no they had 3000 viewers at some of their tournaments um you know on on CW but the the litigation that was forthcoming i think really was was a big factor here because um you know there was a a, a, a lot of litigation between the two and i think only the PGA Tour could afford it and so yeah. they ended up having to uh to settle and again I, in the end I, oh man I, how much how much is really going to change golf? Uh, probably not at all, honestly. Uh, again, a lot of us watch golf a lot of times, just the majors, right? We don't have time to. to and maybe there's a, a really good Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on. No other sports are on. Like, this has changed golf very much. I, I don't think so. Yeah, and it's funny because people were whining and crying so much about baseball being too long and they instituted the clock for the pitchers. And you get in golf, I mean, you've got to put aside a couple of hours and no one cries about that. But maybe it's a completely different audience. It's an older audience. Maybe they have more time. And we're younger. They're looking for younger demos in baseball and people just don't have the time. You know, they, they want to get out yeah, of it. Yeah, but golf you can just, like, have on in the background type of thing, too. So That's it's not too. something where, like, you, have, you feel like you have to have it on, um, you know, and watch it 24-7. You know, so, like, like, today, like I said, I, we'll probably get on the grill later today. I'll just have it on, you know. And tonight, obviously, we get we get primetime golf because on the West Coast. So golf will, will start later today. So you're going to watch that tonight, but I'm going to watch the College World Series because my school, Oral Roberts, is playing Florida tonight. And when uh, I say my school, they were in the World Series the last time in 1978. Yeah, and I was there as the sports information guy in 1978 when I was when they were when they, when they went to Omaha. So yeah. I'm rooting for the Titans. They were I, the Titans I, then. I will watch uh, the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts later. Um, they, yes. they took out my Ducks. They were they were better than Oregon in Game Three in Eugene on Sunday uh, last Sunday. So. Um, yeah, it's been good College World Series so far, right? We've had some some close games, some good pitching. Uh, the end of the Wake Stanford game was good. Obviously, LSU and I believe their star pitcher had forty six pitches last night, over hundred miles an hour. Um, right. So it's there's a lot of a lot of fun uh, college baseball happening right now. Yeah, and it's funny because even the the women's softball tournament, the World Series and the women, I love watching I, it. I, I watched that. I mean, it, it amazes me. But years ago, two three years ago, I, I never would turn that on. I watched that. I, I'm in amazement, really, watching some of those pitches right there, uh, that pitcher in Oklahoma, and, and the, the Men's World Series, uh, I'm tuning in more than, than I have been in the past. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm bored, I, I don't know why, but I'm really interested in it. They're great games. They well, really are. I really think because of, of social media, there's just a lot more attention now Good kind point, of given yeah. to some of these college sports, and we, we, we get to watch it in a way that we've never watched it before, and that's a big part of it. Like, we, like you knew... You know who some of these players are at LSU at Wake Forest because of social media, and that was just wasn't the case a long time ago. You you you, you kind of didn't get that that attention to the sport because of that. That's a great point. Yeah. All right. Let, let's move to something that's really in your in your uh, power angle right here in your bailiwick. It's it's 
professional football. And, and obviously, we know there is no status quo in football. You, you want to do something, you got to make a move in the offseason. And let's talk about some of these teams that have made some noise yeah. in, in the offseason. First, the New York Jets. Okay, uh, obviously, with the Aaron Rodgers movement, and they got a, you got to call the New York Jets right now, I guess, Green Bay East, if you want. they got a lot of former Packers on that team. But i got to believe for the Jets, it's playoffs, or postseason, they, they won't cut it. They got to win it all. They got to get to the championship game. Otherwise, I got to believe that season is going to look at as, as a failure. So, so the Jets right now have the longest pro sports playoff drought of any team, right? Because the Mariners have made it, the Kings just made it. Twelve years, and so a lot of Jets fans will say, just making the playoffs is a win. And I, I strongly disagree. Oh, um, yeah. You, you got Aaron Rodgers for a one. Or two-year window. I imagine it's about two years, right, before he decides that he's done playing football. And and also, too, guys, there there is an eventual decline in your play, right? Like you, you the, the Tom Brady thing is typically not the way that it goes as an older player. You don't get uh, not get better, but you don't you don't play into your mid forties often at a very high level. We saw last year too, there was probably a little bit of decline in Tom Brady. Obviously he's much, he's a couple years older than, than Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think there's a tiny bit of decline in Aaron Rodgers. And so you're not going to get him for five years. You have two years. So this first year you have to maximize that. Now, whether that is a championship, I don't think so, but you better win a playoff game this year. Absolutely oh, yeah. have to win a playoff game this year. They last uh, won the NFC East back in 2002. But it's one yeah. thing I, I think people forget, because they think the Jets, although they haven't been to the playoffs in 12 years postseason, uh, they started the last year at 7-4. and four. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, uh, was Zach Wilson went down the crapper. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it, it has to be probably like divisional round or bust. Like you have to win a playoff game or obviously if you're in the divisional round because you won the division, like you got to win something. You got to, you, you, you got to win a playoff game. Um, and then in year two, I think is the more realistic window to win a championship. Uh, if you're going that direction, but man, you got, you got a tough, you even have a tough division. Like you, there's a lot, it's, it, you have a long road to go to get there. Right. You certainly do. You know, it's funny with this New York Jets situation, with Aaron Rodgers, he's been nothing but courteous, pleasant, uh, outspoken, and every chance he gets to talk, saying that it's the most fun he's had in years, which to me is is like a backhanded slap at the Green Bay Packers, absolutely. I gotta believe, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He, he This is going to be a long, drawn-out divorce between him and the Packers. And the, funny, you know, the Packers have, I think, totally moved on. It's so funny how players like... So, you know, fans and teams move on way more than players do. Like, Tyreek Hill still talks about the the, the Chiefs. I'm like, dude, give it up, man. <laughs> like, Rodgers is going to keep things out the Packers. The Packers don't care. They're they're over you, buddy. They're worried about uh, <laughs> about about uh, uh, Jordan Love right now. Right? The Packers fans. I, it's hard to find a Packers fan, and I don't know if we'd even take phone calls on this show. But you please call. If you would like to call in, if you're a Packers fan, well, give me show me one Packers fan who's like, man, I am so bummed. Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think they all want, yeah, they all want him to leave. Yeah, well, he created that. Yeah, he created the animosity. I mean, as much as these fans loved him and rooted for him and gave that gave the fans so many excite so much excitement, I think what he did down the stretch, they said, you know what, enough. I'm washing my hands. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah, you know. They're fine with it. So like Rogers is just yelling at the air. Who cares? No one cares. 
I, I, I just his his actions off the field. I just not many athletes do that. Is it ego? I I, I can't figure out what it is with him. You know, I think with LeBron James, it's ego. I mean, for him to start talking about potential trades during the NFL, the NBA playoffs, that's wrong. I mean, he took center stage during the playoffs. And I know in Major League Baseball, there's a there's an edict out there. There's a ruling that there's no trades permitted during the World Series because the World Series is the show. And we don't want to have anything else to disturb yeah. that. But in the NBA, you know, they had Kyrie Irving and LeBron saying we're going to team up in Dallas. I mean, come on, really? Why, why didn't Adam Silver find them for opening up their mouth then? I don't get it. Um, it just depends. Every situation is different. You can't yeah, find everyone know. all the time. No, you, you're right. But still, uh, they they kind of just took some of the air out of the bubble with the players, which really weren't that exciting anyway. I, I don't think the NBA was real pleased about that Denver-Miami final anyway. Yeah, but I th- man, I'll tell you what. Joker is, is fun, dude. Like his post game comments, like the way he was oh, like, yeah. he just was like, "Yeah, I, lost, uh, I just want to go home." And obviously, yeah. he's like, "The parade, parade when?" <laughs> well, yeah, but then he loved the, the parade. So cool, he loved the parade, which was great because obviously, I think you, you know, if you're a player, don't like the parade, and something's wrong with you. Um, but dude, it was just like he's just his personality. I wish he showed more of it because he's he's a funny dude, man. Like he's just like all of us. Like he did his job and wants to go home. <laughs> he did yeah. his job, and wants to go home. A regular like, guy, he's got horses on his just farm. Just like we all want to do. We, we 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 just want to do our job and go back home afterwards. And uh, Joker's no different. I thought it was very funny. Um, and you know, but obviously he doesn't do a lot of media. I think, and and so he's not comfortable maybe doing all this, as much as other people are. And so he's not as you know forward facing an NBA star as we've seen other NBA stars be. I'm waiting for this to happen because now I understand he races harness horses and he races at Dover Downs in Delaware. So Dover Downs really and truly should have a day for him and really promote the the hell out of it. But we'll see what happens if, in fact, they'll come back and That'd do that. That'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. Yeah, they should. It'd be great for harness racing. It really would be. But, you know, I know he's into that and that's the track that he races at. How he picked Dover Downs, I have no idea, but he did. That's where he's racing. So no, no. See. Maybe it's near, near, Delaware is near and dear to his heart. It could very well be. I first, maybe first, state, first state of the union, right? So probably, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll continue. All right. I, I love that. By the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He's Jeff Schwartz. Get him on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F Schwartz at Andy Furman FSR. As Jeff mentioned, phone lines are available if you're a Green Bay Packer fan. Let's hear from you. Do you miss Aaron? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Bottom barrel betting in this hour. The blame game in hour number three. But can this team really make a push? That's next. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's one item that's still thin. We'll get to that in just about a minute. It's about 22 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman asking you shall receive. Jeff Schwartz said, hey, look, anybody want to talk about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers? Yes, Jeff for Kentucky wants to talk about that right here on Fox Sports Sunday. And, of course, here is Jeff with Jeff Schwartz. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I think you meant. I think you meant. Jeff, what, what, Jeff, Jeff Schwartz with Jeff, Jeff from I, Kentucky. Is he there? Yeah. Go ahead. Go right. Go right ahead. I've been a Packer fan since Reggie White and Brett Favre showed up, and I just can't believe Aaron Rodgers. I think he mailed it in last year. I don't think he even tried to play. I know they had some difficulties, but two years prior to that, they were 13 and three. I think for the last few years, he just mailed it in. So to steal some from Wild Man Walker, Reggie White forever, Aaron Rodgers never. How, how, do you th- how do you think he mailed it in? I don't think he even tried. I, I think he just complained. I, I don't think he tried to take those new receivers under his wing or to try to help them. I think he blamed it all on them. I think he was ready to leave before the season even started. Interesting. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't think he mailed it in when when during the season. I mean, I think that clearly he wasn't as good last year for good parts of the season. I, I don't. I don't think he mailed it in. But are, are you and your friends happy that he left? Right. I feel like that's that's a consensus for for Packers fans. Absolutely. I am so happy that he's gone. So let's see the Jordan Love show start. And to go one step further, not only are you happy that he's gone, you probably hope that the Jets do nothing. Well, yeah. I want to see him fall on his face in New York, especially where all the media is. They'll tear him apart. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. If he starts off like 0-3 or 0-4, I mean, he'll start turning his back on the media and getting into, like, rhubarbs. It would be great. That really would be good. This is, but this is the feeling around Packers fans, right? Like, this is why Rodgers taking shots at the Packers. Like, you're, who are you taking shots at? They don't like you anymore, man. Like, they forgot about you. They're, they're gone. They're moving on. Right. I believe exactly. so. There you go. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for the call. Thank you know, you. You, you talk about the Jets and, and how tough they're going to have it. One of those teams that's going to really give them some heat, Miami Dolphins. they got Jalen Ramsey right now. I know he's 28, but certainly that defense, that pass defense was pretty weak. They ranked like 27th in the uh, in the league in passing yards allowed. And I think that Jalen Ramsey's going to come back and, and help them a little bit. Well, look, the, the, the Dolphins, I think um... – uh, maybe not forgotten about, but they're they are really talented, man. Um, and it depends if you know if two is going to be the guy or not, right? Because you look at at the way the NFL breaks down, and 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 we see 
you know, the teams that are left at the end, right? The last eight teams typically are going to be some of your your eight your eight best quarterbacks, right? Like divisional round is going to be seven of of the eight best quarterbacks. It's just the way it tends to be, right? I mean, look at last year. You had you had Pat Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen in in the AFC. And maybe you can argue that that Herbert is is up in the top four, right? Which I think you would argue right. that. So maybe you replace, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence. You put Trevor Lawrence at five and Herbert at six, at, at four. Or guys, or Lamar Jackson, right? Like think about this. Lamar could definitely be that. But the six the six teams in the AFC, excuse me, the seven teams in the AFC were were Pat Mahomes, yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Then obviously it was Tyler Huntley, but Lamar Jackson for, for half the year, right. and Tua Tagovailoa. Okay, in the, NF, in, the, in, in, in the NFC, it's Jalen Hurts, right? It's Tom Brady, it's Dak Prescott. It's a little more open in the NFC conference because obviously we saw you know with with um, you know with the Niners and what what they had going, right? But in the AFC, man, it's up to Tua. Is Tua going to be as good as last year? Can he stay healthy? Have they improved enough on, on offense to withstand some of the adjustments we saw from teams last year? That's the question to me. But and you know what? I think that if they're going to do anything, if two could just stay healthy, it's going to be the defense that wins it. It's going to be the, the defense could be tremendous. And also, I don't think a lot has been mentioned the fact that Vic Fangio is now the defensive coordinator. He sat out the whole year last year. And I, I guess he was one of the most sought after defensive assistants on the market. And Miami got him. I think it's going to be a major, major plus for the Miami Dolphins with Vic Fangio running the defense. Uh, Dude, he is a great defensive coordinator. Um, absolutely. And especially, again, in this division, with the quarterbacks you're going to play, you're going to play Rodgers, you're going to play Josh Allen. And I think Mac Jones in New England is going to be much improved with a, with an actual competent offensive coordinator. So um, everything's sort of there. It's about Tua, right? It's about the, really, and then the offensive line to me. The offensive line in Tua... And, you know, can you make the adjustments necessary when teams are able to make kind of shut you down offensively when, 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 when you know, when the RPO is not working, can you can you do enough as, as a quarterback? So um, that's it, that, that's the question. That's the question. Dude, they're yeah. very talented, man. They're very talented. And it's funny because defense is going to lead the Dolphins. All of a sudden now, you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar. I mean, they may have a whole new look this year as well because – they got Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar as wide receivers. They drafted Zay Flowers out of Boston College in the first round. They may be going to pass first before run. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone sort of is mostly pass first. I mean, that's what teams, I think, are kind of built around now. I mean, but that that was not their M.O. in, in, in the past. I mean, maybe they want to save Lamar's legs. I mean, I, I don't know what the, 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 the philosophy is in Baltimore, but we may see an entirely different offense now. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's – I guess that's certainly possible, right, because of um, – well, Greg Roman's gone anyway. Uh, well, uh, look, we, we, know, we know that um, – we're going to see a different, um, you know, a different, uh, a different offense with Todd Munkin. Look, Todd Munkin uh, did a fantastic job at Georgia the last couple of years. If you watch Georgia play, it was one of my favorite offenses to watch because they were so different than everyone else. A lot of offenses now in college football are the RPO-based offense, right? They're going to get in shotgun. They're going to they're going to primarily operate in that in that world. When they pass the ball, it's going to be half-field reads, um, and you're looking kind of for shots or or throws by the line of scrimmage. 
Georgia was very multiple. They were very NFL style, tight ends, under center, play action pass, um, a diverse run game. And the, the pass, he got Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, guys, is maybe never. Sorry about it. He's only going to throw a pass to the NFL when, when, when he's in for mop up duty, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he, he was a Heisman finalist. He won two straight championships. I think Todd Munkin can work with Lamar to get him to be a, a little more efficient passer. Um, and when I, I'm excited for what, what this can be, it, it, can be, it can be a great partnership. No, no doubt about that. Last but not least, uh, in your backyard now, the Carolina Panthers talk about passing. You look, since Cam Newton left, the quarterback position has been a major problem. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker. Then Newton came back again. Now they got Bryce Young. Here's the question, though. They got Bryce Young, but do they have any receivers for him? Um, uh, it's not bad, right? I gotta look. I'll pull up the the the, the chart on my head. Let's see. They, they have the, um, DJ Clark. They have Terrence Marshall, DJ DJ Chark. It's Jonathan Mingo. It's good enough for the first year. What What do you expect out of Bryce Young, though? A lot of pressure on this kid. Um. Yeah. I. I. I just hope he stays healthy. I think that's my only. That's my only question. Is is the health right? Because of what, what's um, more important for a, a rookie quarterback coming into the league, having great receivers, great running back, or a great? I was gonna say the offensive off, line. That's gotta be by it. far. Yeah, by yeah. far. Yeah. I mean, that, that can make or break a, a guy's career because he just gets gun shy if he's gonna be on his butt all the time, right? I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it has to be um, it it has to be offensive line and the Panthers are they're building their offensive line it's getting better absolutely there you go all right so you look at some big things maybe in Carolina this year we'll see Jeff Schwartz Andy Furman Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio by the way he got the boot are you surprised that's coming up next on Fox Sports Sunday live from the tire studios but first here's Kevin Wyatt with the update final round of the U.S. Open will take place Sunday morning. We got Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark at the top of the leaderboard. They're both 10 under par, a stroke ahead of Rory McIlroy. Scotty Scheffler is three strokes back at seven under par, entering the final day of play. West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins has resigned after he was arrested for a DUI on Friday night. It's not the first time he's had that happen. He was arrested for a DUI back in 2004 when he was the head coach at Cincinnati. And some baseball scores from Saturday as the Giants destroy the Dodgers 15-0. San Francisco taking the first two games against the rival in that three-game series. The Padres shut down the Rays 2-0, and it's because of an old friend for Tampa, Blake Snell striking out 12 batters in his six innings of work. Some teams on a roll. We've got three teams on five-game winning streaks. The Brave make it five five in a row, 10-2 win against the Rockies. Cubs, five straight wins, 3-2 over the Orioles to make it the fifth in a row. And the Phillies have now won five in a row, 3-2 in 11 innings at the Oakland Athletics. The Kansas City Royals just stopped a 10-game losing skid as they come back to beat the Angels 10-9, and that's despite the fact that Shohei Otani added to his lead in the American League, hitting his 23rd home run, and Shohei Otani, both offensively and pitching-wise, leads the Angels in over a dozen categories. 
The Reds won their seventh game in a row, 10-3 at the Houston Astros. Brewers shut out Pittsburgh 5-0. The Twins over the Tigers 2-0. White Sox outlast the Mariners 4-3. And at the College World Series, top-seeded Wake Forest coming from behind to beat Stanford, scoring two runs in the eighth to beat the Cardinal 3-2. And LSU taking down SEC rival Tennessee 6-3. Back to you. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, if he owes you money, forget it. That's coming right up right here on Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. And we've crossed the 50-yard line right now. And by the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Okay, we got bottom barrel betting coming up in about eight or nine minutes from now. But here's the deal. Would you agree that Antonio Antonio Brown possibly could have been in Canton, Ohio in the Hall of Fame if he would have had his head on straight and kept on playing. Oh, yeah. His, no doubt. his stats are – he was an incredible football player. Yes. He, he, I mean, I, I think people don't realize – I'm pulling right now. I don't people realize that. He – he, he um, was right. He, he caught – he's a, he, in a, in a six-year stretch, nearly 1,500 yards, nearly 1,700 yards, 1,834 – 1248, 1533, and 1297. Uh, in, in the six year stretch, I'm, I'm going to put it together. In a six year stretch, he had not, played, played 92 games, 9,145 yards, 67 touchdowns. Wow. Like, that, that's, a, that's a stretch that rivals uh, a lot of Pro Bowl. I mean, uh, Hall of Fame. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Um, uh, AP All Pro, one, two, three, four straight years. Um, he, he's a good football player, man. And, you know, so can we put Antonio Brown, AB, in the same room with John Morant and Bob Huggins? A lot of talent, a lot of good, but you just kind of got screwed up between the years. You really did. Yeah, I, different, different type of reason why I think. Um, yeah. But you could certainly maybe say that. I, I don't know yeah. if I would. But they went off course. They had a good thing going, and they kind certainly, of screwed Certainly, yes. Up. No yeah. doubt about that, that, that. That's fair, yeah. They, right. they, they, things going in the right direction, yeah. But also, okay. d- different part of their careers and stuff, you know. Like, I, Antonio Brown, I think, is, you know, was better than John Morant, right? I mean, is, it, it, oh, yeah. It, but yeah. John Morant still got some years, hopefully, ahead of him. But, you know, um, A.B. owned the Albany, Georgia Empire of the National Arena League, oh, NAL. Yeah, He's out right now because the NAL terminated the Empire's membership. Get this. He refused to pay money that he owed to the league. Oh, uh, how big is that? You know, because every time he owed people money, he never paid them anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. He, he, yeah, he needed to. Uh, he didn't pay the, the coach's salaries, the player's salaries. Not not great. Back in April, he was sued by a jeweler who claims that Brown owes him more than a million dollars. A million. He was also sued by his marketing company, 2.4 mil, back in September of 2021. He's also accused of uh, trying to rip off a music promoter to the tune of 500,000. It's unbelievable. So if he owes you money, forget it. You're never going to see it. Oh no, you're never going to see it. Yeah, I, I don't know why people still do business with them. That, that seems <laughs> like not not smart businessing. You know, I, I didn't realize he had some problems until uh, he stormed off the field shirtless during that Tampa Bay Bucks win over the Jets back in uh, January of 2022. I figured something's wrong with this guy. 
you know, and I enjoyed watching him play. You hate to see a great player, not a good player, but a great player like he, you know, go down the wrong path. And, you know, as a fan, you want to see great players. You don't want to see guys. Look, I don't want to see John Moran suspended for 25 games. He's a great player. I want to see him play. But, you know, he did it to himself and he deserves the suspension. Absolutely did it to himself, yes. And, again, whether you like it or not, you know, a lot of punishments um, in uh, – in in sports, um, whether it uh, is the NBA, the NFL, come down to whether or not you embarrass uh, your your bosses, right? And in this situation, um, John Moran embarrassed the NBA, right? He had a eight game suspension. He appeared contrite. He appeared that he had you know done the necessary work to come back to the NBA in a different mindset, different headspace, and immediately, um, you know not immediately, but very, very soon, ended up, um, you know, in a situation where he embarrassed the NBA again, right? The NBA again went out on a limb to bring him back. He did the whole interview circuit, all those things, and then ended up in, in you know, in the end, you know, in a spot where, you know, you, you, you made the NBA look bad again. And the NBA was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're over this. We're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that why they feel this way. I really do. I would say this. I'm going to give Antonio Brown some credit because prior to his being tossed out of the league, of the NAL, I never heard of the National Arena League. So I, I looked it up. There's seven teams well, yeah, in the league. But- Each team's responsible for paying one-seventh of the league's operating budget. And apparently, not only Brown fell behind by two payments, he refused to pay up after he was hit with a $1,000 fine for some comments. Oh, yeah, I was surprised about that. Comments he made about the league. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised either. I mean, I, I know a lot of people do, but doing business with him seems like a bad, bad business. Have you ever thought about playing arena football? No. <laughs> um, I had this discussion with, with my son once about the XFL and the USFL, and it may, it, it indeed, I don't brag to my kids very much. I mean, they, they basically don't know me as a football player because uh, my daughter was born after I retired. My son was only born, um, you know, a couple years into my, uh, into, uh, almost about two years of my career. Um, I, uh, I, he, my son was like, Hey, why, dad, why can't you, why don't you play like USFL and XFL and whatnot? And I said, uh, um, I said, hun, like, buddy, I, uh, I was too good. I was too good to play. To play. Where, where did you say that? Um, and I was like, <laughs> I was just too good. It was too good. And, uh, he, uh, he, he got it. He, he was, uh, he he understood. So it's like the only time in my life I ever like bragged to him that I was too good at, at, to, to play in a, in a league. I'm too good for the arena league, man. I don't know. You are. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be a step. That's embarrassing. An NFL guy going back to the arena league. Come on, those guys are, are looking up to, to get to years, the NFL. I played eight years in NFL, man. I'm going right. back. Yeah, no, it'll, be, it'll be bad. You know, and you know what? You probably would be singled out if you did that. They'd be writing stories about you coast to coast, like hey, former NFL or going oh, back absolutely. down. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, you, would you not be good. Dead. Yeah. No, not you don't good. need it. Yeah, right. don't need All right. We move on. Jeff Schwartz, not in the Arena League, not in the USFL, not in the XFL, but right here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Andy Furman, and we're going along right now because it's not a game. It's not a competition. It's a war, and we call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. 
Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare bottom barrel betting right around the bend of course we're live from the tyrac.com studios it's fox sports sunday on fox sports radio he's jeff schwartz i'm andy Furman. we got a game to play. Let's play it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. bottom. Oh, Nick, I thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. All right, the man who makes it all happen, the biggie, Ethan Miller. And tell you what, are you ready, Schwartz? Are you ready? I'm going to take care of you today. I'm always ready for this game. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, Andy, you went four and one last week, and your son went one and four. Uh, um, unfortunately, one and four. Well, yeah, I'm you're gonna have that. to break the news to him. But, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> anyway, happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So here we go. We're gonna do boxing first, because why not? Uh, Joshua Franco's minus one thirty-five versus Kazuto Loka, plus one oh five. What sport? This is boxing. You know, you're in trouble when you have to ask the way, what we're wagering on what sport. That That's bad. It's not a good start. Well, but you, you, you're the boxing guy. I, I just, I Me? I just. You go first. You're I want Loka. Loka. All right, give me another guy. What, what, wait, wait, I have to bet on this again. What what, what league, what this country? Is, yeah, check it out. It's uh, boxing. It's just that tab. So it's just Joshua Frank versus Kazuto okay. Loka. Okay. What are they fighting today? Yeah, today. Okay. They're going after it. Good. All right. Uh, we are going to <laughs> cricket. Very exciting stuff here. The West Indies versus the USA. 
Well, I mean, how do you not take the USA? But hold on. But hold on. There's a twist. Uh-huh. The USA is plus 475, and the Indies are minus 700. Don't care. That's right. Uh, uh, upsets brewing. Upsets See, you, brewing. You're a nationalist, and you you, you you wave the flag, and you're going with the USA. To me, I go with the better team. I'm going with the West Indies, okay? I love America, and I'm proud. I'm proud to be an American, but you know what? It I'm not stupid. Like I go with the West like Indies. It sounds like you, you're proud to root for another country. I hope, I hope we don't get a letter we'll from We'll see next the, uh, week. I hope we don't get a letter from the USA cricket team. Really? All right. I may be <laughs> deported. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to the World Cup of Darts. How about that? Again, I love this. That, each that's week. your sport. That's what I love this, this stuff. Yeah. is great. Six forty a.m. You can even catch it. Or yeah, six forty a.m. Why don't Why don't we get in? Actually, we'll do five a.m. So maybe you can catch it. Turn it on, Schwartz. We got Belgium versus Australia. Belgium's minus one and a half. Australia's. Where's the match at? Um, you know, I, I I don't know. Where's my darts? My darts odds aren't up aren't up yet. It's in, it's, it's, in, uh, it's Belgium versus Australia. Um, I think the Aussies in this one. Plus one and a half. Okay. Yeah. This is a toughie, but I'm, I'm not too. You know, Australia probably is better in darts, but I, I'm going to go with Belgium. I don't know why. I just have a funny feeling that Belgium is going to take them. I, I just, I wish I knew where the match was at, but that's okay. It's important for it's you, a, right? The, yeah, the it really is. Home, home field home, advantage. Home, like, home dart advantage. Home, home, home board dart advantage. advantage. Home board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, so. Just because you guys, you know, Schwartz saying how he's gonna have the um, have the open on later while he's grilling and stuff, you know, who do you guys think's gonna win? Uh, you know, Rory, Ricky Fowler, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson. You guys got any guy you think? Or? So we've seen we've seen the numbers sort of come down, right? The course has not been has assumed the course has retaken command. Of the of the scoring, right? Because this is the, this As is the tournament where everyone everyone roots for the course in this tournament. This is like the weirdest thing of all time. Like, would you root for like the the turf field in a in a in a, in a ball game? No, but for somehow do we root for the course here? Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Scheffler. I feel like he came on yesterday, had the eagle late, right? Um, and I I just feel like he has the the mindset. And the mental kind of toughness to, to tough this one out here. I'm going Sheffield. He's four right. He's three back right now, sitting in fourth place. You know, it's wide open right now, and uh, Fowler is kind of locked, and it could be his first major championship. But you know, I'm kind of like a, uh, I'm a softy to be honest, and I, and I like Rory, and I don't like what happened to him with this live situation. I'm going for Rory. But you know what? You mentioned something about the course. When I see the scoreboard, the, the, the leaderboard, and I see, like, double digits under par, I scratch them. Something's wrong with that, don't you think? Well, for the, US Open, it's supposed, for the U.S. Open, it's supposed to be much tougher, right? So, right. But, we, but, look, we've seen there's a, a pullback, right? Because the first day, guys were at six and seven under. The leader is at only ten under right now. So we're seeing right. round three was, was much tougher. So they're doing uh-huh. a good job. Congratulations, course. Yeah, and the only thing I dislike about it is the fact that it's on the West Coast. So last night, major TV programming was kind of pushed aside. So you, the golf was on to like 9, 30, 10 o'clock I'm, on the East Coast, right? Oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so crazy. sorry, man. I'm so sorry that you had to like that. That you couldn't. There was nothing else on anyway, dude. There was this one College World NCSI Series. CSI or Blue Bloods <laughs> couldn't watch it last night. Yeah, we'll get we'll sorry. get more of that conversation in the in the last uh, last bit of the next hour. 
Any more wagers here? Yeah, we got one more. Uh, We're going to the uh, handball. Very exciting stuff. You guys love that one. Uh, FC Barcelona minus two and a half or Paris plus two and a half. Um, I'll take uh, I'll take the the plus two and a half. Paris. Yeah, I'm actually you know, betting on this. If I found see, this. he goes on on, on the, he goes on on the number deal. You know, uh, I guess I'm, I I don't want to go with him because it looks like I'm I'm on his back. I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll go with FC Barcelona, but I, I I don't see people in Paris playing handball that well. But uh, Barcelona, I'll go with them. By the way, there's trouble in the NFL. We're going to tell all about it right here next on Fox. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sir is no, and that's coming right up. Good morning, everybody, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. And unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And happy Father's Day to you, my partner, Jeff Schwartz. How are you? I'm fantastic. Happy Father's Day to all the other fathers out there as well. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Sunday morning. Glad to be here, man. Should be a good last hour we got together. Then, and then every off the hour is good. Every hour is good. You know, and this and, and speaking of good, I'm going to go turn it over to the other page and make it ugly because you know, indeed, I, I, I live in the Cincinnati market and I kind of like when the Bengals win. I like Joe Burrow. I like the direction this team is going. But I'm a native New Yorker and I've always rooted for the New York Football Giants. And I don't like what's going on with Saquon Barkley. This guy rushed for over 4,200 yards in 60 games over five years for the Giants. He wasn't at their mini camp. He says he. Wants to be a giant for life. The Giants say they want Barkley to be with them for life, but you know what? Uh, the Giants finished their offseason training program with a mandatory mini camp this week, and Barkley was not in attendance. I, I, I don't know what the holdup is. Uh, they say he could play this year under the franchise tag, which is $10.1 million, and Barkley says the team's not showing him enough respect. This is what bugs me about sports. Maybe I'm nuts, but it bugs me. Well, 
Here's a, the the sad reality of NFL contracts right now, NFL player value, is that there's no value on the running back position, right? Because right. time is, is shown again and again the ability to put in someone who is on paper less talented than the starting running back you have at the moment, and your production doesn't change at all, right? So you have a situation where Saquon Barkley – um, played well last year, um, and the Giants made the playoffs. They certainly did. But we've seen plenty of teams, whether it was the Chiefs with a seventh-round running back, whether the Vikings just said, you know what, Dalvin Cook, all right, see you later, buddy. Uh, we don't need you anymore. Um, you know, teams have realized that paying that player all that money is just not worth it. How many running back? how many second contracts – for running backs, like these long-term deals, have worked for the team that signed them. So you have like a Derrick Henry. Has that? Has that? Would you say that money has worked for Tennessee? A couple of years ago, yeah, it was great. Now uh, I don't know if, yeah. if if we should be paying all that money. Uh, Zeke Elliott had that work out for the Cowboys. Not great, right? He's a free agent right now. Yeah, the one who is you could say that worked out is Christian McCaffrey. He's not even on the team that paid him. He's on the, the Panthers last year. Traded Christian McCaffrey, and their run game was better afterwards. Yeah. Run game was better after they traded him. And look and, at Dalvin Cook. Four straight 1,000-yard seasons, yeah. and the Vikings released him last week. And I understand running backs and the anger towards the way that they are, that, you know, their contracts are, 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 are handled. I get it. I, I, am, I want every player to get paid as much as they possibly can. I, I'm with you guys there. But if I'm a team... I'm just, I'm just not paying. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not paying. Um, I'm running back a second contract. I think the Giants have have done this correctly. Uh, you franchise Saquon, make him play one more year under your team control, and then you let him walk. That that that's how you have to do it if you want to win in the NFL. You and cannot I hate pay to see, Barkley. Yeah, and I hate to see Barkley go down the same path as Le'Veon Bell. And that was ugly. That was no, I, I know. stupid. So players, Andy, don't have a lot of leverage anymore in these in these negotiations. The, 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 the leverage you have is sitting out and not participating. Yeah. But I don't think he's a player where the Giants are like, oh, my God, he's not here. How do we function with our offense? It's, it's just yeah, it's no fault of, of really their own, uh, meaning the running backs. It's just not a position where teams – a lot of smart teams, and I think the Giants are, are really run smart right now, feel the need to, to pay. I think I, I certainly think that if Dave Gettleman was still in charge, he, he would have a long-term contract, but that's not right. good general managing. Right, and I will say this. Football is probably one of the few sports, maybe the only sport, where you've seen a change in the positioning. What do I mean by that? Like the, the fullback position is like the dinosaur. I think the Baltimore Ravens is the only team that uses a fullback. So there's Niners. no more fullbacks. Niners. Yeah. Right, well, uh, but but these positions Jeez. have been just eroded. And baseball, you don't see it. In uh, basketball, you know, to some extent, maybe a center position, somewhat, maybe. But other than that, I mean, football really has just eliminated that position, and the running back is going the same way. What's funny is is the center is like coming back down the NBA, right? A little bit, yes, yes, yeah, um, it's coming back. So, um, it, you know, maybe the running back position will come back one day. I do again. I really think there's there's value towards um, you know there's value in running the football. It, it's interesting, um, you know. Over the years, Andy, we've had this discussion. I don't know if you've participated in it very in, in, in very much, but um, this idea of, of running the ball like, like does it matter, right? 
uh, because numbers show that you know the pass is a more valuable play. Obviously, right? You get you even even a minimum pass seven yards, eight yards. That's more than the average run at four yards, right? So it's, you get you get more yards if you pass the ball. They tend to be you know, you know those plays end up being able to win you more games. And the pushback from players has always been that, you know, there's a physicality to the run game, right? There's a physical nature to football and you build that through the running game. And that's what, how you, how you, because you, you need the best offensive lines typically are on teams that are in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs. And those, those offensive lines are built, you know, they build their toughness through being very, a very rugged, and physical run-blocking unit, right? We saw it with the Eagles last year, with the Chiefs last year, right? Like the, there's a physicality, and you can still be physical in the pass game, but it starts a lot in the run game. Right. And the pushback is always, well, running the ball doesn't matter because, as I mentioned, you know, a, a, an average pass gains more yards than an average run. And, yeah, but you can you know, eat the clock up with the run no game. No disagreement. But, yeah, but you need – to me, it's about building that, phys- that physicality base. But also, you the – the run game, as much as the numbers don't show it at times, helps with play action pass and helps you kind of tire a defense out and give them different looks. And I've argued this for years that even though the numbers might not show that running the ball efficiently helps you with play action pass, it sets up your offense for other things later in the game. And this week, George Kittle was on a podcast with Kevin Clark. And he made this exact point that Kyle Shanahan calls run plays for the Niners, right? He's their head coach and play caller. He calls run plays knowing they might not work because later in the game, he gives the defense the same look but throws the ball. Uh-huh. And that's why running the ball is so valuable, right? Is It, it gives as much as we want to say the game is, is pass-oriented, which it certainly is, defenders still read run first. And they have to feel like you're going to run the football. As an offensive lineman, you have to run block to play action protect. You have to you have to sell that run, and, and it's only believable if you've been running the ball. Your confidence to sell that run block comes from running the ball, and so there is some value, in my opinion, now and running the ball. Now, is the value there with paying these running backs? No, I don't think so because that those are like those numbers are, are concrete, right? Those we see that. It, it doesn't often matter who the running back is. If you have a good offensive line, you will run the football. Okay, explain this to me. When I hear announcers on TV watching the football games, the, the running game sets up the passing game or the passing game sets up the run game. Well, what, what do they mean when they say that? Well, How does the run game set up the pass game? Like you just said with Shanahan, like they'll call a running play and the defense will fall for it and they'll, go and they'll pass the ball instead? Um, I uh, Well, so... It helps them play action pass, right? Because you're trying to when you're trying to run a play action pass, which ends up being a lot of chunk plays, right? Yeah. You end up so you end up um, you, you want to really grab linebackers and safeties eyes, right? And so linebackers will always read they read run first, right? They read kind of through the offensive line to the quarterback, and if you sell that run well enough, the linebackers will will come closer to the line of scrimmage. And you can throw the ball behind the linebackers. Safeties will kind of have their eyes towards the run game because they have to fill certain 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 uh, certain alleys. And if you get their eyes to look at the look at the wrong thing, right? Like here, like you know, like like magicians do. Look over here, but the trick is over here, right? So if you get their eyes at all to look in the wrong place, 
that makes their feet slower, right? So if you're running a route mm. near a safety and he's not looking at you, they look at the quarterback. Is it you, the wide receiver? You have an advantage to find more open space because that safety is a little bit slow to do their job. So um, that I think is is where is where um, is where it's at. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, look, I, I know that these running backs will get jobs this year. I mean, the Dalvin Cooks of the world, he'll be picked up. Your guy got four straight with thousand yard seasons released. The Raiders, Josh Jacobs and Barkley, they received the franchise tag. And Josh Jacobs, I mean, he was a bell cow last year for the Raiders. No doubt about that. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he's still a free agent. He's got to be picked up. These guys got picked up. But I tell you what, they'll be picked up for what the team wants to pay them, not what they're asking for. That's the deal right there. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, the last Super Bowl champion led by a running back that commanded a pretty big contract had to be Marshawn Lynch from the Seahawks. That was it. I mean, other than that, uh, that what, back in 2014, well, who, other than that. The, the, who, what, from their team that were actually worked out? Yeah, the, last, the champion led by a running back that, that had a big-time contract had to be Marshawn Lynch uh, from the Seahawks. Yeah, back but, in but, but again, like – he was, he was even drafted by them. Like he was, he, he, I'm talking about you know like second contract from the team that drafted you. It almost never works. Hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. But uh, that second contract's a biggie. I mean, that, that's what the players live for, isn't it? That second contract. Absolutely. As you get, um, so. I mean, Saquon will will see some money, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's going to think what he's going to get from, from anyone else. It's amazing, you know, and I, I just, it would be so much, I, I think it would be so so much healthier if if people, I mean, look, certainly we would have a lot less fodder to talk about if we didn't know about contracts and what guys were being paid, but I think it would be healthier for the relationship between fans and players. However, that'll never happen because I think agents love to get this stuff out in the public so they could say, my guy is getting X amount, why is your guy getting Y amount? And that's how they work it out that way. But I think it would certainly be a lot healthier for the relationship between fans and players and the sport itself if we never knew about these salaries. It'd be nicer for players who didn't have to didn't have to listen to fans talk about it. I mean, so much. think think about other businesses where you know. Can you imagine if they put our salaries out there, what we make? Not that it's a hell of a lot of money, but still, no one should have the right to have their salary public. Really, I, I don't think it's fair to have your public the public know what you make, right? Because the average, the average Joe, the average schmuck that goes to a game thinks that he's paying to pay his, the player's salary. And that's the furthest from the truth. It's sponsorship and TV money. That's basically who's paying the freight, not the guy who's buying a beer at the ballpark. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, you know, the, the average, I feel like the fan now, you know, there's just not it was much attachment to to maybe players being on your team, right? Because you just, the free agency has changed the way people look at, you know, the way players, you know, fans, I should say, look at, um, at you know, kind of team building and, and roster building. And, you know, maybe players, you know, you root for, for your, you know, your kind of team now over maybe players because of, because of all this movement. I mean, it's, it's just a different way to look at sports. Kind of, right. I, I'm with you. I, I don't like it as much, like trying to find, um, you know, an off season where I got to look up like I'm a Giants fan baseball. I'm like, oh, who's this guy they just signed? Like, just I kind of want to say it'd be nice to have the same team every year. But that's the way sports are now. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to live with them. And look, uh, the, the 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 young fans, and this is what basically sports teams are looking for: the young fans, the young demos. They they don't know what was in the past, so they live with it. And they figure this is the way it is. This is the way of the world. You know, this is the way guys play. Uh, they're free agents. They leave after several years. It's all about money, and that's the way it is. You know. And to some extent, that has transferred over to the working world. I mean, basically, back in the day, there were guys that would work at one company for 50 years and get a gold watch. Now, I think people, on the average, maybe stay at a business or a company for three, four years, and, and they move on. That's what they do now, right? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I would what think. I, I, don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what the what the average uh, is, but I don't think many people stay at one company for 50 years like they did back in the day. Pro- I, I would say probably not. That's probably yeah. that's that's probably correct, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. sometimes you can't. I mean, with layoffs, whatever it may be, but I just don't think things are that way. Things change. That's what it is. They evolve. That's what they Absolutely, do. Absolutely, yes. And so do we. All right, this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. Get him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz or at Andy Furman FSR. Better yet, we'd love to hear from you at 877-99 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. The blame game at the bottom of this hour, so don't go anywhere. The GOAT speaks. That's next. Play it, lay it loud, a little Stevie Wonder. Come on. On Father's Day. There we go. I love it. I love Stevie. There we go. This is the end of an era. We'll tell you about that in just about a minute. By the way, this is Fox Sports Sunday, and we're live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. And uh, Mr. Schwartz, a little update. This Tuesday will be six weeks. I can't believe it since my hip surgery. I'm rocking and rolling right now. I was swimming yesterday, so everything is good. How do you feel? Good? Yeah, a little tight at times, but I, I haven't missed a day of my exercises, my nice. therapy, so everything's I, good. Yeah, my, my dad's getting his done soon. It's not 11 that days. Bad. The second one. I wish him well, really. If he wants to call me, he can. I'll tell him what to do. I mean, this, is, this is his second one, though. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's this ready. is my he's second good. one also. Yeah, he's, 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 he's ready. He's ready to go. Good. I wish him well. There we go. Now, I, I want to talk about the end of an era for a second here. We talk about this TV show. And I'm sure you've watched it, and I wonder, as a player, were you hoping that you'd be on it? Hard Knocks on HBO. Never. No, I would. I, I would never hope I was on that show because I don't. I don't want there to be cameras in my offensive line room. I don't want there to be. I, I, that's nothing that I've ever been interested in of having those in there. Um, uh, I, no. Just no, I no. But I watch all of them. I am I very excited for this Netflix quarterback show. This could be great. It really Pat Mahomes, is. Kirk Cousins, and um, Marcus Mariota, three quarterbacks, kind of at different eras of their careers. And so that that to me is going to be better than Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks now. So I think it's run its I, course. What 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 used to what used to be fun about Hard Knocks to me was the parts that were uncomfortable, right? The releasing of players, the tough conversations that coaches had about personnel, the, um, you know, the rookies getting a little bit of hazing, which again, not like, you know, not, not uh, anything inappropriate, but just sort of like, and the, you know, some of the locker room conversations between the players, they don't do any of that anymore. (laughs) So it's all drills of guys running around their underwear. Correct. So it's, it's not as much fun anymore to watch. I'm with you. It's funny. Maybe the guys don't want to be seen that way. You know, a lot of images uh, and people's uh, perception of people are formed by what you do on TV. What do I mean by that? If the camera's on me and I curse, 
you know someone's going to say, oh, I don't like that guy. He's got a foul mouth. Okay? But sometimes you can't help it because I'm sure there's a lot of cussing going on during practice. And you don't want that camera in your face when you're cussing. You don't want any of that in your face. You want to you want to practice like just – and and I think then obviously in the locker room and whatnot, you know, the especially in the offensive line room, it's a place where we just, you know, just want to talk amongst ourselves. I have a camera in our face the whole time. Um, it does feel like it's running its course. I know that they're trying to hard, – hard – Hard time finding teams to do it. Obviously, there's a system where you're able to just force teams to do it, but it's don't want to do it. Like I understand that. Um, I understand why. Okay, the NFL says four teams are eligible to be on the show this year. They do not have any interest being on the show. They've asked the Detroit Lions to come back again from last year, and they basically said no. I said the show, as you say, has done its time. People get their information immediately on social media. They don't need to watch Hard Knocks. And you say, I I think the content of the show has changed. I remember years ago when they had the Cincinnati Bengals on, it turned out to be the Chad Ochocinco show. It was Chad Johnson. It was wonderful what he did after practice, what he did at night, walking the streets. That's what people want to see. But Andy, here's the thing: you, you, as a player like him, you would have to, you would have to, um, you would have to um, use those platforms to to get your name out there because there wasn't social media. So if you're Chad Ochocinco and you want to be a personality, the way to do that is to be a personality on this show. Right. Right, right now. Point. You don't have to do that anymore. Right? That's a great point. I think social media probably killed hard knocks. It probably did. Because you're right. I mean, Chad Ochocinco's popularity probably rose through the roof because of hard knocks. And now he's got all these followers on Twitter and Instagram and everything else. That That's what's made him, really. Although, he was a character anyway. Plus, he's a pretty good football player. He was a great football player. Um, he, he was a great football player. But again, that, that helped him get there. Right. There's, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, all these shows that were on TV, I remember uh, the show Inside the NFL. I think it started on HBO, and then it moved to Showtime. People are not interested in that stuff anymore. They get their information immediately. They get it on social media. It's just uh, – and then they had that in-season show. They had the Arizona Cardinals in-season on that HBO Hard Knocks. I didn't even watch it. I think I watched the first one. I mean, you know, in-season in was ridiculous. That, that show was a bust, big there, time. No, that show's – the in-season one, I mean, look, the Cardinals are not interesting. Like, you have to right. be interesting, right? right. Like, the Cardinals, to me, being terrible, and and it's not, not interesting. No one wants to see terrible teams on hard knocks. But you know what? You don't know in the pre I mean, Detroit was a good deal last, last year. I mean, Dan Campbell, I thought, did a great job. I think it was an interesting story. Do I want to see him again? Not really. But there's a formula that they have, and uh, a team does not have to be on the show if any of these three rules apply to them. One, they have a first-year head coach in place they don't have to be on. They have a playoff berth in the last two years, or they have appeared on Hard Knocks in the last 10 years. All right? Those, that's the first. first of all, if you really want to continue that show, Hard Knocks, get rid of that formula. Just get an interesting team on there right well, now. Are the, are, the Jets, are, the, are the Jets eligible this year? The Jets are the 14th eligible this year will be the Washington Commanders, the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, and the Jets. I think the Jets would be a natural with Aaron Rodgers. That would be incredible. It would be so good. I mean, and really and truly, by this time last year, I think they had already named the team that would be on Hard Knocks, and we're looking at like June 18th already. That's late, I would think, for them to make that decision. I yeah, think they, Hard Knocks may soon. have done its deal already. Yeah. I think it could be over. 
It might be. It's been, what, 20 years? I mean, the first... You go back and watch, like, the Ravens ones, man. Oh, the first ones were so inappropriate. The guys, stuff the guys <laughs> said. Obviously, now it's, um, it's you know, it's much, much different. Again, I think the... To me, the fun parts of it aren't just aren't quite there anymore. I'm just interested, like who makes the final call as to if the call comes in from Hard Knocks to a team? Is it the general manager, the owner, or the coach? I mean, if the I'm sure Jerry Jones would want to see Dallas on. I'm sure of that. But don't you think the coaching staff would say, "Well, no, no, we don't want this here. Get him out of here. Get the cameras away." Um, yeah, I don't think anyone wants it anymore. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think it does any good. I mean, to, to me, I'll always ask the question to myself, what's the upside? What is the upside of having hard knocks doing your training camp? Now, really, what, what basically no, is the nothing. upside? There is none. There is none. Correct. Right. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. So uh, I, I think they'll probably have a show this year. I don't think they're going to come out now and say they're going to cancel, but they're, they're going to be on their hands and knees begging for some team to come in there or change the rules. But I would think that the Jets would be a, a good situation be, because – That would be, the best, that'd be the, best, the best thing for them, yeah, would be the I'm Jets. I'm with you right there. All right, now we move on because it is time. We've got uh, Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. But bear as you dare. That's Ooh. next. But first, Kevin Wyatt with all your sports. The final round of the U.S. Open set to get going early Sunday morning, and it's Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark at the top of the leaderboard. They're both 10 under par. One stroke ahead of Rory McIlroy is in second place. Scotty Scheffler is in third place, three strokes back at seven under par, heading into the final day of play. West Virginia men's basketball coach Bob Huggins has resigned from his position after he was arrested for a DUI on Friday, and it's not the first time that has happened to him. He was also arrested for a DUI back in 2004 when he was the head coach at Cincinnati. Saturday baseball action, the Giants absolutely dismantled the Dodgers 15-0. San Francisco taking the opening two games of that rivalry series. The Padres shutting down the Rays 2-0, and old friend Blake Snell uh, getting back at his former team as he had 12 strikeouts in his six innings of war. Braves win their fifth straight of uh, Fifth straight game, 10 to 2 over the Rockies. Cubs make it five in a row, 3 2 over the Orioles. Phillies have won five straight. They beat the Oakland Athletics 3 to 2. Kansas City has reversed uh, some of their fortunes. They ended a 10 game losing streak, beating the Angels 10 9, in spite of the fact that Shohei Otani added to his American League lead in home runs with his 23rd of the season. The Reds have won seven in a row, 10 to 3 against the Astros. The Brewers shut out the Pirates 5 0. Twins over the Tigers. Tigers 2-0, and the White Sox outlast the Mariners 4-3. And at the College World Series, top-seeded Wake Forest coming from behind to beat Stanford, scoring two runs in the eighth inning to beat the Cardinal 3-2. LSU taking down SEC rival Tennessee 6-3. Back to you guys. Thanks, Kev. Have a great weekend. Thanks for all you do for us. Okay, would you? We'll get to that in just about a minute. We're brought to you by Progressive. Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining a motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. we got the blame game coming up in about eight, nine minutes from now. And before we tell you about Bear As You Dare, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. The GOAT Tom Brady, he'll tell you why, what he did, what he did. Tom Brady became a minority owner of the Vegas Raiders. How surprised were you with that? I thought maybe the Patriots. Why not the Patriots? I don't get it. 
Well, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't was he offered a, a minority ownership in the Patriots? I'm sure. I'm sure if he knocked on the door, they'd say, "Sure, come on in." But uh, you know, he said um, he was. He grew up in the Bay Area, that I know, and his favorite team was the 49ers. Yeah, I think that Mark Davis just offered him a deal. I think that's what it was. And again, the one thing that this should be discussed when we talk about these is, um, you know, that this is a small, this is a tiny stake, right? It's a very small stake. Right, and um, I think people believe that there's just this, uh, you know, he, Tom Brady now is a he's a minority owner, right? He's a has a small, small stake in in this team, and um, that is uh, um, that that it's just it's just to kind of get in the get himself in the building, right? To be to be an ambassador for the Raiders, that's that's all this kind of process is for him. Yeah, he's gonna be busy with Fox. And the hype's going to be coming up in about a month, big time, about how he's going to be the broadcast guy with Fox TV. And that's what he's going to be busy with. That's going to take up most of his time looking at video, looking at tape, right, and studying. I would imagine, yeah. But he he's not supposed to call games for Fox for a little bit of time, though. So I, it, he's not supposed to call games for at least another year. Yeah, I wonder if we could get him on our show. I mean, if he's going to be doing games on Sundays, we could probably get him on here Sunday morning prior to the game. I don't know why we couldn't. Yeah, yeah, get on that. I, mean, I feel yeah. like that's that's for uh, that's for you to do, not me. I'll, I'll you, do my very You're the best. big dog here. I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here along right. for I'm here I'm right. along for the ride. There you go. Right. I'm sure. He says he's going to play a very passive role. Okay. Now, now for the big for the big story of the day. Bear as you dare, and I'm sure you probably did not hear about this. Okay. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, participated in the 13th World Naked Bite Ride yesterday. Naked bite ride among dozens of cities participating in the clothing optional demonstration internationally. Now, the event aims to draw attention to the negative impact of petroleum products and provides riders the opportunity to honor their bodies publicly and on their terms. This is from a press release, which I just read. The participants were encouraged to ride along with any level of clothing comfort without fear of judgment. Bicycles are not mandatory, and any human-powered transportation is acceptable. Okay, I haven't heard any of the results yesterday from Madison, Wisconsin, but it's the World Naked Bike Ride. Jeff Schwartz, would you do this? Um, I don't mind like being naked. Like, who cares? I don't, I, that, that that doesn't bother me. Um, but I feel like other people don't want to see me naked, <laughs> including like you know some people in my household. <laughs> so, I feel like probably I would say probably probably again I don't care I don't have to you know like I don't have to look at myself right like that's not something I, I'm just naked everyone else to look at me so I, it, it doesn't bother me um, but I feel like it would bother people around me so probably not probably not no I would say this. I don't mind. I mean, I, if someone told me to go outside naked, I, I, I probably would do it. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But what would bother me, sitting on a bicycle naked, I don't think it would be comfortable. There's a couple of things that would get in the way. I don't want to get too particular here, but you understand. I don't think sitting on a bicycle seat naked is the most comfortable thing in the world to do. So I don't think I would do that naked. But if there was a whole bunch of people marching in, in the uh, world naked bike ride, they said transportation is optional, maybe I would walk. But they said the route yesterday was not publicized, but there was a designated viewing location, and it was announced, and I can't find that 
out where it was announced. I'm looking all over the internet to find out the results, who won the World Naked Bike Ride. So, uh, you know, it's a good cause. It draws attention. But unless it's publicized, you're not going to draw much attention. I mean, even if they had it on the TV news with the with the people who are naked, like, blocked out, at least you'll see it. And I just found this by happenstance. You know, it's one of those things that it should have been publicized more, I think. I mean, I would, I you know, again, like, I, it, you know, if it was uh... – if it was in Charlotte, you know, maybe maybe I would go. You know, I don't know. It depends on, on how I feel, you know? You should be the chairman of the event. They should have it in Charlotte. Be... Maybe they had it in Charlotte because it was in other cities, but there wasn't even announced what cities they were in besides Madison, Wisconsin. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I probably should have I should uh, <laughs> been there. Yeah. You think? That, I'll tell you fun. what, if, if you do it, if you do it, I'll do it. How's maybe that? maybe we should, have, we, we should have a radio remote wall on the bicycles. Well, that's good because we got, we radio, got, we got, you can't talk see it. Th- we got to talk our way through it. That won't be bad because it's the theater of the mind. Because if you do a radio remote, they can't tell if you're actually naked or not. They wouldn't know. <laughs> no, they would right? not know. That's, that's what I, I'd like that. Let's do that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I just got a notice here from Michael Pressman. I live in Madison, Wisconsin. This is what he writes. He writes to me on social media. About 10 years ago, our son was graduating from high school. My mother-in-law was about 90, and she loved the naked bike ride. The route was oh. near the farmers. This is unbelievable. Thank wow. you, Michael Pressman. This is unreal. And he lives in Madison, Wisconsin. His mother-in-law was 90, and she loved the naked bike ride. And it, maybe she just wanted attention at that age. Who knows, right? I mean, that's... Uh, you know, she felt good about her body, man. I love it. So this is a pretty big event. Thank you, Michael Pressman. You never know who's out there listening. That's great. I love it. That's great. I love it. There we go. All right, Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman. Possibilities for the Naked Bike Ride. Who knows? This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. But it's that time. Time to point your fingers. Why is that? The blame game is coming up right here next clock on the east coast and of course mike Harmon and dan Barr will join you at the top of the hour what a combination they are do not go anywhere leave it right here on fox sports radio he's jeff schwartz i'm andy Furman, and we're live for the tire studios but right now right now as we speak at this second it's time to play the blame game you ruined me it's all your fault no it's your fault this is all your fault this is all your fault Maybe it's everyone's fault. Who knows? He's a liar! That's why there's the blame game. The blame game. Let's figure out who to blame. Yes, let's figure it out. And we're live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, the man who's going to figure it out is the man himself, the Big E, Ethan Miller. Hello, E! All right, guys, here we go. First blame of the day is who do you blame for allowing this naked bike riding? No one. It's fantastic. Michael Pressman. Michael Pressman. Because his mother-in-law wanted to do it. He probably had something to do with it. Right? Why would he write in? Why would he write on social media to kind of promote his mother-in-law, who's 90 years old, about the naked bike ride? If I had a mother-in-law who was 90 and rode a a naked bike, I'd be embarrassed. I would not go on national radio and talk about it. So it's all Michael Pressman's fault. Let it all all hang out. (laughs) Let it hang out, baby. No blame for Schwartz and a blame for Andy. All right. Uh, is there now? This is just a question. If there's someone to blame here, 
Because, you know, Andy, it's hard to come up with so many blames every week. So I'm just going to come up with, like, you know, this week, maybe a blame or not. So the U.S. Open, you know, it, everybody's saying it's extremely easy. Um, you know, you got guys that are 10 under, 9 under. Is there somebody to blame for this, or is this just yeah, happen the, to be, yeah, you know? Yeah, the, the, the course management. Like, come on, The course man. superintendent. Yeah, right. it's supposed to be the hardest one. This is supposed to be the hardest one uh, of right. all. Right. The grounds key. What do you mean, Ethan, there's no one that There's <laughs> always someone to blame. I'm going to blame you for lousy questions. How's that? There's always someone to blame, right, Jeff? When you play football, always. didn't you blame somebody when you lost? The, the coach? Always the referees? There's always, always someone, someone to, blame. to blame. Really? All right, good to know. Come on now. We blame the grounds crew. Come on, yes, fellas. The course superintendent. On their on their way to the uh, course. They right won't now. be back in LA this. for a while. All right, the college baseball. All right, let me just say something. Baseball clearly doesn't get as much recognition as football and uh, basketball. But who do you blame for the college baseball World Series? Not nearly getting as much attention as March Madness in college football. Is there? Is it just to blame because there's lack of interest in the game, or is it? Is it actually College well, World Series? Um, you know, well, college because, baseball. Well, because no one watches the regular season. We watch regular season college basketball all the time, and we bet on we it's, we bet on it, and we like this is you you don't do that here. Right. Because you don't know the teams entering the World Series prior to. Like, we know, like, what's going to happen. They have, like, championship week, right? Because And they have the conference tournaments, the teams that may get in. We have no clue. I, I had no idea that Oral Roberts was that good. I watched the other night. They said they were 52 and 15. I didn't Correct. even know that. Really? Correct. Yes. There you have it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, social media has a uh, big effect in, in the world. But obviously, it's affecting athletes, as we see with Ja, and then other players off the field or, you know, the court. Who Who is to blame for allowing athletes to, um, you know, be on these sites and not really be restricted? Is it, you know? Take care I, of it, Jeff, I, will to, you? Take care. To, to me, this is about personal responsibility of the adult athlete. Like you're an adult, you, 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 like I see people say, well, teams should protect player uh, uh, from uh, the one right now is they should protect players from gambling, right? Because gambling is the big boogeyman right now. And there's a report out that a player must, you know, might have lost eight million dollars uh, gambling. Look, I, I feel bad for that player. He got suckered in, in, into gambling a little bit too much. But if I, if we said that another, some other millionaire lost eight million dollars gambling. You'd be like, yeah, that millionaire should gamble so much. What? what yeah, that, that's their fault, right? And for some reason, people are like, oh, it's the NFL. NFL has to ban them from from gambling. What? What? They're adults. They need right. to ban themselves from gambling. <laughs> like they, the NFL is not, should not have to do anything about this. It stinks that this player has lost all this money, Andy. But it's a players are adults. John Wayne right. is an adult. It's his responsibility. To make sure he hangs out with the right people. And if he doesn't, it's his agent's job to do that. It's his friend's job to do that. But first and foremost, John Morant is an adult who needs to who, who has suffered consequences for his actions. It's his fault, not first and foremost. No it's one the else's. same clowns that say guns kill. No, guns don't kill, people kill. You know, it's Correct. the same logic they're gonna say, well, let's not let, let's get rid of cars because cars could kill you. No, it's the people that drive the
the cars that kill you. Have some responsibility. Jeff right. Schwartz hit it right on the head. It's responsibility and also you know, have some judgment who you hang out with. Hey, Bob Huggins, you should have got a driver, right? John Moran, you know, don't be using a toy gun and putting it on social media. All these clowns. Antonio Brown, pay your bills. You wouldn't have lost your football right. team. Well, you know, I, these, these people are clowns. And Albany. it's a shame that we have to talk about them and highlight them. I will say, though, that Albany deserved blame for letting Antonio Brown be their owner. I will say some of that is their fault. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to kind of move into segue into this next question. That kind of has to do with the last question. But our professional back then, you know, professional athletes were, you know, role models to children in, in a good way. Nowadays, we see... You know, athletes as not so great role models for children nowadays. Who's to blame for this one? I don't believe you. I don't believe. I'll tell you why. And I'm not that old, but I've done a lot of history. I read a lot of books on on sports. Ted Williams was not a great role model. He smoked cigarettes. He did commercials for cigarettes. A lot of athletes did commercials for cigarettes. How the hell is that a good role model? Really? So so don't tell me that. You know. You you know what? The role model scenario is a poor choice of words. You got to be careful of your own. Your 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 own. your yeah. own skin. Don't worry so, about what people think of you. You know, be, stay in your yeah. lane and do the right thing. So, I really think this is a um, a social media um, issue because not an issue is the wrong word, but you know, back when there wasn't social media, you know, the the image of an athlete can be kind of curated through through you know traditional media outlets, right? Television, right, right. print. Um, and that's all that you saw as a someone at home of a player, right? Was what you read about them, short interviews, the way you watched them play. There, if someone was a was 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 a negative, someone had a bad attitude, bad. You didn't see that, right? Because it wasn't written about. It. Even if it was, it's a short article. It wasn't a big. Now with social media and access to it, you can see players acting a fool all the time, right? And and not being a role model. It just it was much tougher to do that back when you didn't have that access to, to you know to, to the players. But now also too on the, on the flip side, Andy, you do get a lot of a lot of great um you know, information and stories about players doing wonderful things in their community. Far more of those players than are the 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 John Morants. Right. And honestly, the stories that are kind of weird stories are sometimes initiated by the players themselves. The John yes. Morant going yes. to a strip club with a gun. I mean, come on, other than that. Jeff Schwartz, it's always a pleasure. I can't wait to Stay see here. you next week. Harmon and Bayer right here next. Right. Where? On Fox Sports Radio. Stick with it now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.